Hi party people and welcome to the Luke Reeves podcast. This is episode number two and today I have some very special guests. They are Michael and Danny Philippou who are also known as Racka Racka on YouTube. Currently they have around 3 million subscribers which I'm sure will go up very soon and they focus on very kind of dark humour or shock horror. A lot of their stunts they've been doing since they were a very young age and it slowly formed into the amazing, huge Racka Racka channel that is around today. But they also have a very big career in the movie industry. So we caught up, I went to their house, we had a chat. It was fantastic, just hearing a little bit about their story, about how they did it. And the reason why I wanted to catch up with them was just they paved a career from nothing. Uh, When they first started, obviously, there was no YouTube. There was no kind of avenue like that. But they just kept doing what they were doing and they just kept making videos and they developed a career out of it. So for me, one of the things I love seeing is people who develop careers just from nothing, basically, just by by following their passions and following, but working hard as well at the same time. And these guys have worked extremely hard to get where they've got today. Just after the interview, we agreed that I would go and take some photos of their live wrestling show as a bit of a thank you. And that absolutely blew me away. You can have a look at some of the photos on my website, which is lukereaves.com.au slash podcast slash racka racka. Or of course, if you haven't seen any of their videos at all, you can check out racka racka, which is R-A-C-K-A-R-A-C-K-A, one word, on YouTube. Just search Racka Racka, I'm sure it'll pop up. Well, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I present Racka Racka, Michael and Danny Philippou. So, Michael and Danny. Yo, <laughs> How are you? Good, we're doing, thanks, how, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Thanks for having us. No worries. <laughs> So and it's good to be in the house where I see so many scenes out of your movies. It feels like I'm a kind of like Adelaide's version of Hollywood, <laughs> especially coming even out in the front street there. The, you know, yeah, you've done some pretty crazy stuff out there. That which we is, have, yeah, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so where where did it all begin when you guys decided you were wanted to start creating movies, like as a potential career? Oh well, I, well I guess we started. Our interest in it started when we were very, very, very young, like seven, seven, <laughs> seven. Yeah. Like dad's, like he used to take dad's camera, this big fat video camera. Yeah, yeah. The VHS just, ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then like we, I just went and filmed stuff with that, and then like we just like fell in love with just filming stuff, and yeah. we just because we have so many friends around the neighborhood, we just made stuff. Yeah. Uh, you can see a lot of our childhood videos are there. There's like yeah stuff since we were like yeah seven, eight, nine, very, very young. Awesome. And have you like converted them to DVD or anything like that? Like- we, we tried to, but the quality's terrible. It's all glitchy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I've got to try and get it professionally done because, yeah. yeah, I couldn't pull it yeah, off. Yeah, we did it ourselves, but yeah. It and there was some like like one of the, like the old tapes from um, old cameras that we yeah. transferred over, which was really funny to watch those stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's like, Do what you- are we doing? <laughs> when when you first started editing, because I know, because my brother and myself, who are also twins, uh, we used to do surf videos and skate videos, right? yeah. and we used to have to use a VHS player and that, and whatever was the thing we recorded onto. What do you call it? 
Camcorder. camcorder. <laughs> they weren't called camcorders then, but they were called, yeah, just video camera. And you'd have to sit there, like, editing, like, pr- pressing pause, record, play, unpause. To, do you know what I mean? Like, you used, oh, to, right, take, used to take us. So we'd do, well, Ben was more into the editing with the skateboard videos. So I'd just, like, slap all the different things from one surf session together. He would sit there literally for weeks yeah. just to edit one section. Like, Absolutely. Oh, so we'd edit it on the... Like yep. as we've re- yes. like yep. recording onto the VHS. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yep. wow. <laughs> because they'd be using skateboard footage from months apart. Yeah. That's how into it he was. That's so, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I thought, I don't know if you guys started at that as well. or No, we, I, our first editing program was Windows Movie Maker. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. but before that, like we just put them onto video. Yeah, there was no editing at all. You see every single blueprint, it just continues on. Ah, okay. Yeah, so, you so, just we, had, so you just paused the record and then... Start yeah, and like if we screwed up, we'd um, rewind it and then like and record, just record it. over the top. And that's what we did, like sound as well. We did like on the spot, like someone would be behind the camera banging a wall or something. Yeah. Turn it was a punch. And I'll, oh, I used to do my own music behind wow. the camera. Because <laughs> <laughs> we used to have to, so we'd record the whole of the you know editing thing, and then we'd put it onto another one and record the sound over the top of that. Oh right. So it was yeah, it was a messy process. By the so by the time you actually saw the footage, it was so crusty and yeah. <laughs> it still looked good. Do you know what I mean? Like it was compared, to, like yeah, like it was better than not doing anything. Yeah, I love um, the look of VHS footage. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I love it. Have you have you guys still do you dabble at all with any analog? cameras uh no not really we, we have an idea for a short film to film on it that's completely vhs yeah, yeah but yeah but yeah or apart super from that, eight no, or something really. have you thought about doing not super eight we're never a fantasy break because we never no. well we never grew up with super eight yeah, it was yeah, always yeah. the vhs yeah. camcords yeah. i guess yeah. you love what you grew up with right absolutely <laughs> but yeah we did like in film school use super eight it was cool it was fun yeah but yeah no, i'm not too interested in it Oh, see? Yeah. There we go. So we'll apologise to the dog. Yes, we're, we're recording in my living room. <laughs> we can't Scrap put him being annoying. <laughs> um, what we can do... Quiet. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just pause it. That's all right. I can edit it. So, so the VHS is obviously what you guys love starting with, and uh, we were just saying that, weren't we? So. Yeah. But the editing didn't... It was all done. So everything you did was in camera. Yeah. yeah. Well, like yeah. It, was, it was very minimal in camera. Like there's a lot of bloopers that are still in there. Yeah. yeah. We didn't spend months on it. We usually churn out like an hour and a half movie in a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think like we started using editing programs around like year seven. Yeah. Is when we started using like Windows Movie Maker. And still the same thing. We couldn't find sound effects. So the sound effects were more. Well, yeah. I'd record myself making. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> and we put them over. Yeah. So when. In high school, because that's when obviously I met you guys, probably, I don't know, 13, 14 or something, you started doing, it was really impressive for me to see you doing like, because I bought, oh, it would have been a bit later, I bought your video, the Tim Uffy one. The, oh, oh yeah, you really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I might, I'll have to try and find it. It's in, it's in the archive somewhere, but I reckon you guys actually signed it for me possibly. Because <laughs> I, I reckon, I reckon, because uh, I would have thought, yeah, as if I can't get you to sign it and the value just went down but i just remembered because because again coming from vhs i'd never seen people of your age that did the special effects that you did so i just remember there being a ship you know like burning or something like that yeah yeah and i just remember thinking oh my goodness that looks so good and obviously now we'd all probably look back and i go oh that's a little bit (laughs) sketchy but that's all part of the growth isn't it and the fun so how did the special effects start happening who started like how did you start incorporating well, that yeah well, like when we did the series tamafi um 
we were doing like lots of episodes and then I think we wanted to have like a comet. Yeah, it was something. a comet. We wanted like a, it was like, we did like seasons. So there was like three seasons of eight episodes and in the season's finale of the third one, the third series, we're like, yeah, we want a comet to come down and destroy Earth. So yeah. we just started researching uh, visual effects program. We were 13 at this point. Yeah. It was horrible. It was like so when you bad. see the VFX, it's so <laughs> gross. It's like this little thing in the sky, and it's just like when the camera moves, it moves with the camera. Yeah. So like it looks really weird. What do you yeah. expect from a 13 year I expect better than that. Excuse. <laughs> hey, but that's good. That's good. That's when you, you always add on to it and yeah. you're yeah. getting bad stuff it's, later. It's weird. Like we did, like, yeah, and then like the fourth season was just full visual effects, like yeah. green screens and everything. And we, then, we, had, we like green screened us like we could have filmed us at the front of the house but we took pictures of the front of the house and green screened us there yeah. so for no reason there was no reason <laughs> to do it. but we just yeah I was in love of uh, all visual effects at that point like I love the day after tomorrow and all that sort of stuff yeah. but now it's weird like I hate visual effects now well I like it when it is used to heighten a scene but like uh, like full visual effect scenes like just shot on green screen we hate it like yeah, we've never used a green screen you can kind of tell can't you like yeah, yeah you can always tell it always unless it's done yeah. really well like, yeah, it has to be done really well yeah but so. I guess you only notice the bad ones. Yeah, you only notice you only the bad really ones. Notice yeah, you do surprise bad. what's visual effects in some feature films. Like, yeah. there's a lot of, yeah. But, like, when, yeah, just when you can tell a full CG element, it just, yeah, it doesn't look good. Yeah. Well, for us, anyway, yeah. So, are you a fan of, what is it, the 2001 Space, Space Odyssey? Odyssey? Is that something, is that the sort of... Yeah, well, that's, that, that film was very old by the time I was even born, I think. Yeah. But what, what time, when did that come out? It was in the, it's like 69. Yeah. But it, I, I watched it back and it was, yeah. It's, yeah. It's pretty I love insane. the ending yeah, scene. How creepy oh, yeah. is that robot? Yes, I love the ending. Yeah, the, yeah, I love the ending and I love the, yeah, the robot, the, when he's, he's turning off the robot or something, he's like clawing through the motherboard. And it's oh, like, no, please don't, David. Yes. <laughs> that's right. But that's, see, that, what, what that was so good was because there was, there was no special effects. Yeah, it was, so it was all, all in camera. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I just that think, insane rotating ship. Yeah. Like, yeah, insane. For the yeah. year that it was made, it's just mind blowing. Well, even that, that's why I think that, like, stuff like that, and even something like Titanic is, like, it holds up today is because it's all practical. Mm. Like, you look at Titanic now, and I'm like, I can't believe it. You watch, Titan, like, Terminator 2. So you can't yeah. believe it because you don't see anything like that anymore. Yeah. Like everything's practical. They couldn't do it any other way. Or even if you see like, like the original Lord of the Rings, even though there was a lot of VFX compared to the Hobbits, like the Lord of the, the original Lord of the Rings stand up better than the Hobbits do. Yeah. Mm. Even like you guys, obviously, I don't know, you might've been obviously, well, you weren't around when Star Wars first came out, mm. but when they did the CGI the prequels. Oh my! No, not yeah, not even the they updated oh, they the actual oh, ones. Right. Yeah, so bad. And Terrible. I know, and I'll be watching it, and then all of a sudden, you can just tell there's a shift and a change in yeah. how it looks, and I'm like, oh, they've destroyed this it's beautiful disgusting. piece of art. Yeah, you know, I, I, I had a friend that was that's a massive fan of the original Star Wars. He came over the Blu-rays, and we were watching him every time. Like there was like a VFX, yeah. he like apologized for it. He's like, I'm oh, sorry, that's not that's not how it <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Because I think, like, for me, I occasionally with my photography do, you know, I might do a little Photoshop thing just to, you know, but I want it to look like you can't tell. So, like, yeah. I've got one photo I did with a model and I, I made it look like there was a chair and umbrella sort of flying in the sky behind her. Oh, and nice. a lot of people just said, oh, like, have you got, like, someone throwing a chair in the background? And I'm like, nah, I just did that with Photoshop. Yeah. But, like, now I would think I would be more inclined to go... Nah, let's just get a couple of people and throw in the background because yeah. it's just so much. Don't you reckon it's just so much more fulfilling when you do make it happen in the camera? Yeah. Uh, and then editing's obviously just something to add on to it, uh, 
at the end. Yeah, so exactly. like all of our explosions are always real. Like you can always tell a fake explosion. So we, like you can look all around the house, there's holes everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even like when we do like with like stunt work, we'll do like with wires pulling people so they spin and stuff yeah. but then what VFX is used for is to remove the actual but, wires uh, yeah, so yeah. they're still spinning in the air yeah. but there's no wire there yeah absolutely so yeah using it to enhance things yeah, yeah. so do, do people get hurt when they do some of this stuff like have you had what's the most like crazy injuries oh, we haven't really had much injuries have we not, yeah, even, not even the cars flipping up or anything like that no because like a lot of that is like a lot of professional stunt guys yeah, like yeah. Our, our stunt team Worked on, like they worked on Mad Max and stuff. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, shout out to Judd Wild. Yeah, Judd Wild, yeah, I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, do it. My, and Michael's <laughs> a, a graded stunt man. Yeah, he stunt. hates me telling people for some reason. No, but he no. is a graded stunt for. <laughs> I got my yeah, my grading done. But like, um, God, what, what was that? I was about to say something. You just cut me off, Danny. Yeah, well, sorry about that. Oh yeah, like <laughs> I think the worst injury you had, like we did a live show in March. Yeah. Uh, which that what we just showed you before. Yeah. Uh, that that's the next one that we're doing. But yeah, we did a live show in March and I got slammed into like fluorescent light tubes and I'm stuck oh, into my rib. Oh. So at 26 stitches on that. But like, yeah, that that's the worst injury. Yeah. But I guess like, like yeah, we got more yeah, like injuries when we were kids doing yeah. it. Because like obviously now, experimenting and... Yeah, <laughs> like just... trying new things. And <laughs> well, I feel like our wrestling phase was very dangerous. But like now, like we know we have our own way of like falling and doing it safely. So yeah. Not, not many injuries. That's awesome. Um, so there's three things that I wanted to do when I was like a kid. And one was be a photographer, so I'm doing that. Now. Oh, wicked. Uh, the other one was advertising. And I guess I kind of do that to some degree, like with my business of marketing, but I don't really want to do advertising. The other thing was stuntman because, <laughs> because I actually did ninjutsu. And I used to be able to do like these crazy dive rolls. And so like oh. when we were doing games, I'd like – I could dive roll like six foot onto concrete and stuff oh, like wow. that. And I just thought, oh, I could probably make money doing this stuff, but yeah. I just never ended up doing it. So oh. Oh, it's that's probably okay. a good decision. It's a very <laughs> <Yeah>. dangerous job. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm kind of thinking, yeah, yeah, especially with all my kids and stuff, it's probably a wise idea. But there you go. Um, and, and I guess I'm, I'm a bit envious because I, you know, we used to make videos, as I said before, with my brother. And I started surfing and he started skating and he got a bit spooked out in the waves one day and he stopped surfing and I kind of didn't want to break ankles and stuff so because then I couldn't surf. So I stopped skateboarding and because of that we stopped kind of making movies oh, together. Right, and I always kind of wonder, you know, if we were both kind of going on the same kind of path there, would that have helped? Because I think being a twin, I know for me, you try that little bit harder uh, because sometimes, I don't know if you guys did much sport, growing up but i did daddy didn't i just yeah wrestling yeah, was my sport yeah 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 <laughs> but wrestling that's exactly the point we had this conversation the other day about it and when you're a twin you're like the same size right and so you both wrestle and you have to try use your mental capacity to beat that other one just that little bit <laughs> yeah and then the other one learns to just have to do that little <laughs> bit extra and i found that I know for myself and yeah, other twins that you become these awesome wrestlers because you just have to and like we <laughs> hold each other down and do this thing called with typewriter. typewriter. Oh, Did you guys do that as well? Yes, we still do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so and I just think you get synergy, right? Do you guys know that term? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just think you've got that with your creativity. So it's just yeah, because you've had each other to bounce ideas off and critiquing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like exactly yeah. what happened there. You just cut me off. You can critique each other and it's all right. You just go, yeah, whatever you reckon. And, and you don't get offended. 
Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? So if someone's doing something, one of you guys might have an idea, and they're like, oh, that's not going to work because of this. You know, you're bypassing years, I think, of making mistakes and someone else from outside coming and yeah, pointing right. it out. Yeah, that's a cool... Do you, yeah, I've do you know what I mean? Like that. Yeah, right, yeah, sure. So, 100%. But yeah. yeah, that's all the time. Danny will do something like... <laughs> or you'll do something like... <laughs> <laughs> but look at the results. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the benefit of it, I suppose. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's probably some downsides to being twins as well, but... <laughs> um, yeah. So who are your inspirations with when it comes to your movies? What, you know, even from a young age, like, has your taste changed or have you still got the same kind of yeah. people? Well, yeah. Like, like, our sort of thing, like, I like... Like, the movies we watch and the movies we make, like, the stuff that we make is very different. Yeah. Like, I'd rather watch, like, foreign dramas than uh, action movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, unless it's, yeah, unless it's really good. And it's the same with, like, horror movies. I like, like, the indie the indie horror movies better because they don't rely on, like, loud sounds and stuff to be scary. They're, like, just genuine, like, stories that are just genuinely scary. Yeah, yeah. I find better. Character-driven horror. Yeah, like... Um, yeah, so like the stuff that about the stuff we make is very different as well, which we enjoy making and doing. But we don't necessarily enjoy watching, like like we we can watch an action scene, we're like we can appreciate it. But if an action film's coming out in cinemas, it's not something that we're really excited yeah, to yeah. see. Ah, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because that's kind of I guess on YouTube you've kind of got that action kind of shock yeah. horror thing happening. <laughs> so is that? That's interesting to hear that. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. Yeah, so, like we hate we hate splatter films like with gore and stuff. It's just like. For us, it's like, I don't know, it's just, we've always loved extreme, like making extreme horror for some reason. It's just like, it's expression. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's not, our favorite films aren't massive splutter films yeah. or action films. Yeah, yeah. So like what, I guess what right now is your kind of the director that you're loving watching? Well, my fact, like I'd say the director of my, uh, my favorite movie is Memories of Murder. It's Korean. Yeah. Uh Bong Joon Ho, I think his name. Is. Yeah, he directed the host. He di- directed the host, uh, Snowpiercer, but uh, Memories of Murder. His, I don't know if it's his first or his second movie. I was like, uh, it's his second. I'm pretty sure. It was just amazing. It's like a uh, about police solving a. It's like a serial killer crime, but they're like they're like corrupt cops and stuff. But and they just pin stuff on other people like whoever they think done it but they can't do it this time because it's a serial killer yeah and it's like the perfect blend of black comedy and drama that i just love like every scene i'm like oh it's so good when like i watched it the first time and i didn't want to watch it again because i didn't think i'd like it as much the second time and then i watched it the second time like oh no it is it's the greatest movie ever wow i love it is it one of those movies i because i so I've studied a lot of art. Have you guys studied... I don't know if you study art at all. Um, no. One of the things, there's different artists. So some artists might do something that will really impress you, right? Like, say, visually or... And then writers, any kind of creative field, you'll be... A lot of things you'll be impressed instantly the moment you see it, right? And you yeah. go, yeah, that was amazing. But there's no depth to it. So you're not thinking about it years down the track. Other movies or other things you'll come to, you'll look at, and you'll see something new every time you see it. Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Do you find that's with the? I haven't seen this guy's particular like stuff, but is it is it like that where you're? Yeah, well, I guess you pick up stuff every time you watch it. Did you pick yeah. up stuff? Yeah, well, like, especially like the second time I watch it, like like with his cinematography and stuff, just the way like the camera works, and like and I've read a bit about what he does in his movies, like in Snowpiercer, like he talks about. 
from left to right. Like the, the guys, uh, the lead actor's always looking from left to right and what's hmm. the, to the right's what he needs to do. But what's like he, what's good to him is to his left. Yeah. So he has to make a decision. Like he's always looking from right to left. Or what, which decision does he take? And they always they go from the back of the train to the front of the train, and they're like, like it's just that progress. I love how you said the train. Like we all know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the train. <laughs> but like, yeah, definitely pick up things. Yeah. But I guess like there's like, and like the build. Like I really like builds in movies. Like I guess like they. Uh, I forgot who said it. That the build up's never as good as the bang. No, the bang's never as good as the build up. Yeah. Because the build up's always epic. I guess the only movie that I've seen that like the bang is better than the build up is. Inglorious Bastards. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Like, the, when it was the movie was going, I'm like, oh, they can't talk. But usually, like, if you watch, like, with the Marvel films, it's always the lead-up action f- scenes that are better than the, the finale action scene, which yeah. they just try to do this massive final bang, which is some big CG thing falling from the sky, and it's the yeah. same in every single one of those Marvel films. But, like, there's always, like, the, the smaller action scenes are always the better ones. Like, do you ever watch Die Hard 4? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In Die Hard yeah. 4... Like the, the action scenes just got, they just tried to top their other action scenes by making it over the top ridiculous. Like he takes on like it's, a jet or something. Yeah, yeah, no, there's the helicopter. Is that the one? Yeah, there's and the, the helico- helicopter, there's the helicopter scene. And yeah. then after that, they're like, okay, we've beaten a helicopter. Let's okay. beat a jet now. All right. And okay. it's just yeah. like, it's really stupid. But like the best action scene is the first action scene of that, which is just like a, a little shootout in the apartment. Yeah. Like it's always the smallest. Little stuff. shootout's huge. Yeah. Big shootout in the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. So there's two movies for me that have stood out as in that I've watched the most more than anything else, right? The first one was the original Die Hard. I reckon yeah. as a kid, it was I saw that probably oh, 13 times or something. Yeah, right? yeah. Just It was like, a, it was our religious kind of movie. It was, this is what we watched. Yeah. Me and a, like my brother and another guy. And the other one, as an adult, has been Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, for sure. Do you know that? I yeah. liked Green Mile more than Shawshank Redemption. Really? Because of the supernatural element. Yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, they're both awesome well, films. Now, this is interesting. Do you know where who wrote Shawshank Redemption? Stephen King. Wasn't yeah, it? he did. Yeah, yeah, awesome. You know that. And so I'm I'm in the middle of the novella right now. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm actually looking at using that movie specifically as a bit of a template template for it. Uh, podcast that I'm wanting to do so oh, it's a bit of a hint for the future or it might, <laughs> might even post that beforehand I don't know but the reason being is that there's so many lessons that I get from that movie and yeah. every time I watch it I literally see so much more and yeah. it, that's what I mean like it's one of those and that's it's one of the most famous movie like one of the most popular movies of all time I think because of that so yeah. it's not like yeah there's not the supernatural there's not crazy action scenes or anything it's just that kind of movie that makes you think yeah, yeah, like my deeper. favorite scene in that movie is the guy gets out, of, the, someone gets out of prison and he's been in there so long he doesn't know how to cope with. Yep. That's how he goes around, there's like all the traffic and the cars and stuff. Yep. Uh, does he end up hanging himself in the. Yeah, and then. Um, Spoiler, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, hey, if you haven't seen this, <laughs> Yeah, that's only a small part of it, so that's not spoiling yeah. the whole movie. Yeah. But that's kind of the point of the movie, isn't it? About people not um, having hope about their situation and yeah. stuff like that so um, <laughs> it's a mosquito yeah <laughs> uh, that was like massive man I thought that thing was going to go up my nose <laughs> oh my goodness um, so your process so you've already discussed a little bit you, you have different tastes obviously what's your process like from who who's writing who like focuses on script and who focuses on directing because i know you're both direct and you're both film and you know act and you know you're yeah. both getting involved in that section but as far as the concepts go 
What's, what's your process? Well, I, I think it's like with videos for Raka Raka, there's like a certain way that we do Raka Raka videos that we don't want it to feel like it's like a, like a forced, proper, scripted yeah. production thing. It's sort of like it, we love the backyard feel. So a lot of the times we don't write scripts for Raka Raka. We just yeah. show up on the day if we've got a location or a basic idea and then we, we go from there. Yeah. And uh, but and like no, some of them are more planned out though. Like when we we got funding for three videos and we wrote scripts for them. Yeah. But like a lot of the I stuff. I think they're the like, only scripts that we've ever. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. write like maybe outlines, or if we have ideas for fight scenes, I could write that, like visualize it in your head and write down all like key moments that you want to get to. But like it's yeah, a lot of it is like improv on the day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. So people, because I have been wondering, because you, you mentioned on your behind-the-scenes film that you don't make money from YouTube, which to me is just mind-blowing, but it just shows that you're more about your creativity than you are about making money, which is... Which I feel bad so, now, because so, so that, <laughs> that behind-the-scenes video was after our first year of Racker Racker. Yeah. And then so as soon as we reached a million subscribers, we're like... We're to the point where we're putting so much back into our videos that we literally couldn't make them anymore. Yeah. So we started monetizing at a million subscribers. Yeah. Yeah. So we've oh, started. Cool. So we've sold out. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. It was well, really hard. We just were against it. To make, yeah. yeah. Like against putting ads on. At we all. just didn't want it to be about the money and like oh we have to make this video because we want to get paid. So but, we, yeah. But like, and I remember I th- I think it was which video kind of when you got to a million there was one particular video that got you there wasn't there Halo vs Cod yeah Halo vs Cod okay. got us over yeah because I remember chatting I can't I might have been chatting to you on the phone possibly oh, or just text I, I can't remember but I just remember in some way we dialogued about and I just remember thinking about making money you know with that and I was going to ask you guys about that the reason being is because I'm obviously a dad. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. so when I was I was working in schools and I wasn't working making a lot of money doing that, it was really hard for me to start, you know, charging people. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And yeah. so I'd start by charging eight hundred dollars for a wedding, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. You know, yeah. for the amount of work you're putting in, and now I'm at the you know three to four thousand range. But absolutely. I've I've learned that you know people value things when there is a a charge and not only that I mean I'm able to put more time and more effort because yeah. I am so they get a better product my family has me around because yeah. I don't have to work three jobs like I used to to make my creativity happen yeah for sure and and that I think you're sorry I've kind of taken over a bit here but I think that's what I noticed with you guys was in high school this is right this is being completely honest with you I just remembered thinking about you guys, this is what it's like to know someone before they're famous. Right? <laughs> and I'm, and I, abs- I remember thinking it and purely because there was two things. One, that you just did it, do you know what I mean? Like you didn't wait for anyone to give you permission. And the other thing was your ability to, to see your own value in what you did. All right. Does that make sense? And it might not make sense. I mean, it might, you might kind of get that now because you've got the following there. But the reason why I saw it before you even had YouTube was because it was when you hired out the drama room <laughs> for the video release. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it sound, uh, that doesn't sound like much, but what it showed me was that you knew that your stuff was worth other students coming in. I think, what did you charge? $2 or something? Yeah, I can't remember. What it was. Oh, something it like was, that. Or a gold wasn't, donation. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But to me, that that really meant something to me because I knew that it showed me that you valued your own work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you knew that people, you'd spent so much time doing this that, that it was worth 
you know, that, that payment. Yeah, that was cool. But it's sort of like when you do those sort of things, like full of like anxiety, it's like, oh, like, oh, I always feel like, oh, everyone's going to hate it. Like everyone's going to, like it's always, any, anytime, yeah, we publicly show something, I'm like, oh gosh. Oh, you, you, yeah, there's that cringe thing, isn't it? Yeah. But that, that's what everyone that wants to do something big has to, has to deal with, don't they? Yeah, I think it's good because it it makes you up your game and, and try and make it better than it would have been. I think, yeah, I think it's a good thing. And and that fear, I think, is what stops people doing what they really want to do. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, especially, especially with starting, like, that fear as well. Like, like you were saying in the podcast, just just do it. Just, just start doing it. Otherwise, that sucker out. Yeah, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's always, pe- like, yeah, you're always, like, afraid to start something because of, of whatever it is. But the best way to... Or opinions are not being that good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just have to do it and then you get better with every single... Yeah. You, well, you, you will learn with every podcast you do. You will learn with every video you make. Like, yeah. you'll just learn. Yeah. And, and that, to me, yeah, that's my my main point I think I made possibly in that first podcast and that's what I was talking to a lot of students about is show me how you've learned and that's the side everyone wants to get A's at school as an example everyone's HD's at university but when it comes to creativity in order to get those marks you have to be able to demonstrate your learning and that I think everyone wants to look boom successful but for me I'm interested in looking at the process and that's why I love hearing that because you're, everyone else looking at you guys probably think so confident, you know, so, uh, you know, got it together, aren't afraid to just, you know, but the, everyone has that anxiety and yeah. every, and the only difference is whether or not you're going to push through it, isn't it? Yeah. And just be willing to, to, to look foolish. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So. It's even now, like when we're uploading videos, I always get nervous. I'm just like, oh, like, yeah, I just <laughs> like, yeah, it's just, it's just scary knowing that there's like. A whole bunch of people that are watching and judging, they're always judging, and it's just like, and, yeah. oh, that I guess that's something because the genre you guys have taken, right? Now, I've only shown I think my kids one of them, which is the table tennis one, right? Because yeah, I love yeah. table tennis, and because it's you know, there's no blood, well, there's, <laughs> there's violence, but there's no blood, yeah. so you know. And so you're obviously going to come up against quite a lot of opposition if you're because people that don't understand creativity and uh that whole shock horror kind of thing it's not that you're condoning violence is it it's that you're explain like like how do you how do you deal with that when you know that some people are going to be completely judging what you're doing i I sort of smile when i see that stuff like it doesn't offend me or make me step back because like when we first started doing it it was on facebook and my name was always it was danny philippo so people like oh danny what's you know and it was always and i just got used to it i didn't really care like i I think if it was getting a reaction, then I was happy because we wanted to get a reaction. Yeah. You know, um, but like, and there's some that people don't understand. Like we did a video where we're beating up a woman in a, in our bathroom, uh, in our kitchen. And everyone was saying like, oh, it's misogynistic and stuff. Some comments were, but like the sole purpose for that video was she was a stunt performer wanting to do, wanting to get her grading done. Yeah. So she's like, can and we she, do a fight scene where you guys beat me okay. up in the kitchen? We're like, yeah, well, yeah, we can if do you want that. to, yeah. It was just, it was so she could get her grading. Yeah. That was the purpose of that video. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't, I'm not sure if I've seen that one. So, so is she beating you up as well? Or yeah, like, she, she yeah. Up, well, it's the video is called, yeah, um, yeah, you made it sound so bad. Yeah. Beating up all over the kitchen. <laughs> like no, yeah, like, so we're, we're saying, do you, who wants to see a dead body? And everyone says, yes, in this kitchen. Except and I'm like, oh, okay, and I pull the gun on her and then I shoot oh, her. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yes. And then she gets back up and it hasn't even harmed her and she just starts, yeah, yeah she, she starts, starts fighting, back. fighting in the kitchen, yeah. And we start and fighting in the kitchen. That, and I think right now, obviously, the world is, uh, everyone's stepping on eggshells, you know, and, 
Yeah, so because you know, there's an absolute equality, you know, and I know a lot of comedians have that exact same issue, and yeah. they they find it hard because they want to make jokes, but if they they feel like if they pay out uh, a race or a gender or something, everyone's going to get offended. Yeah, but they're like, the reason why we pay you out is because we accept you. You know, like I remember when I was in high school, I had a mate named Wes, and uh, he. Like we were, you know, you chat heaps and, you know, he might take me for a drive in his car every now and then. But I remember the day that I knew we were mates and I walked up to him and said, hey, man, how are you going? He goes, how are you going, wanker? <laughs> and I was like, oh, we're mates. <laughs> Do you know, does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. And it's hard for people who aren't Australian to get that. And I, I don't know if they know that word or not if they're in America. But, you know, when you are friends and when you to show a connection, you know, you're not going to like, yeah, you're going to. You're gonna do pay them out. You're gonna involve them in whatever the thing is you're doing. Yeah. So it's not. It's not like it's. Well, that's the same. Like of all our friends, like yeah, we it's all never like nasty. multicultural. Like yeah. yeah, but and everyone was like, is like racist towards each other and stuff, but not deliberately because you're racist. It's like yeah. a joke because your friends. Yeah. You know that you can talk, talk like that to each other. It's yeah. just funny. Yeah. So yeah, but I guess yeah, you would definitely yeah cop a bit of flack, obviously. <laughs> for anything that's going to be kind of violent. And is there a bit of a deeper message? Like, have you got, like, obviously Ronald is your main character. Yeah, well, he's, well I think that we, we love McDonald's, don't get me wrong, but it's a bit of like a villain <laughs> empire. Like, it's yeah, like, yeah. like, yeah. And so we wanted, like, the mascot to be, well, he's, he's literally just evil. He's 100% evil and people still love him. And it, but, it's like, <laughs> but even, like, yeah, some of the wrong videos were, like, like, we're trying to push it to see what the limit is with when people won't like won't like Ron. Yeah. Like but there's to... a, but yeah, we did like a the playground slaughter or something and he's like killing kids all summon, these kids. Yeah, he, he like kids summon him in the mirror and he just comes and he's like going on this rampage at this birthday party. I'm like this is going to make people hate Ron and everyone's like, "Oh, Ron, silly Ron killing those <laughs> yeah. kids." Like everyone's just in love with like they're just in love with the villain. And it's just yeah, well, yeah, we're just yeah, I just saw McDonald's well, as this big villain empire to have like yeah. this yeah, lovable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that's that's, uh, that's uh, and it's good to hear that in the sense that I, that's what I thought, Germany, yeah. but because I've studied art and you know that I read I read that into it. Whereas a lot of people who probably haven't studied creative fields like that don't get it. So yeah. a lot of artists will do a a protest against something, uh, and then everyone thinks that they're condoning the thing that they're protesting yeah, against. Absolutely, yeah. So there's a huge confusion. Yeah, um, and so. I guess I'm, like I find it hard to like put it into words whatever we're saying like it's easy just to do it and like have it on video like it's easier to film something than to talk about it sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah yeah like explaining why you do this why well, that that uh, some of the greatest teachers in history have used parables and stories to illustrate yeah do you know what i mean and that the reason being is then people can interpret it how they want Absolutely, do you know what i mean yeah. and that's that's what that's exactly why so you're wired that way and that's how i see it you know, that's your place to to find out yeah to to spread whatever kind of message you're you're wanting to make and do it in whatever crazy way you want to do it which is <laughs> fantastic so with what are you working on right now so you mentioned you've got a live gig coming up yeah well, well we're, watching, we're working on like you can see our board working on like 20 things at once in my room though okay I like yeah, so you can't that. see the board well actually. no i'm just saying like, oh. after this you can come <laughs> see the board <laughs> but yeah we've got like so many projects that we're working on. so there's the YouTube stuff, we've got a bunch of things for, yeah, and that we're like we're aiming towards and projects and stuff like that, like the live event. And then there's we're working on our feature, so we've got um, 
some funding from Screen Australia to be yeah. writing. Where so we're just to develop our projects. So we're like writing like two series and a feature. Our feature is the the main one that we're doing. Yeah. So we're in like treatment stage of that. Awesome. And then uh, like a bunch of other stuff. Like what else are we doing? Yeah, there's well, it's like it's infinite. Yeah. <laughs> but like we've just signed with like a um a commercial agency in LA. Yeah. To maybe look at doing some commercials and um and music videos and stuff. Yeah. It's just yeah. Uh, but like so many because we get so many offers like every day we get oh, like I a bunch imagine. of different offers yeah. and like it's hard to to pick which ones because now like you know what we spend time on takes away from anything else. Oh, like yeah. So it's like picking the right projects, but there's a lot that excite us like. That, like we went to Norway at the end of last year and filmed like two commercials there. Yeah. Which is like when people send those offers, or come shoot a commercial in Norway, you don't know if they're real or not. Yeah. <laughs> like and like a lot of like things that we've been working on like fall through for whatever reason. So it's hard to like commit to something and get excited for it. Yeah. You have to really choose what what you do. And another another project. Well, we're, we're just looking to do a little bit of acting just so we can see directing from that perspective. Yeah. So we've we've signed on for a series at the end of. I think it's shooting mid-November to December and we've got a film next month as well. I just want to be on set, being directed and, and, and know how the actor feels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and just awesome. so we can understand it a bit better. Because you're in, like there's at least one of you in every video. Yeah, I'm usually shooting and Michael's usually in it. Okay. Yeah, in every single video. So you're, so you're Ronald in general because with all the makeup, yeah, man, yeah, I've got no <laughs> idea. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know you guys know the difference when you've got all that stuff up, but I can't tell. So yeah. that's interesting. Okay, because I remember... Oh, what was it? I think when you were really plugging Facebook and I remember Michael saying something like, you know, we're going to get a lawsuit or something like that. Like, was that... Oh, oh, were we going to get a lawsuit? Like, yeah, no, I just, I remember Michael just being almost a little bit worried we could get in trouble here. Oh, I think the first time that I got worried was Danny put the McDonald's logo at the end of... Oh, so we did like yeah, a... Yeah. Yeah. An ad. Oh no, was it was the ad before the it was the band Mac- it was the band McDonald's ad. Did a band McDonald's ad like doing like a fake McDonald's commercial and then uh, Ronald goes crazy and then yeah. Danny cuts to do, 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 uh, the Macca's logo. Yeah, yeah. I think I like oh, I think I'm pretty sure we're going to get sued for this. Yeah. And we did like a live like we did like a a prank at the Tree Plaza. Yeah. And like um we got into trouble for that as well and uh someone sent us a message like oh my boss I work at Macca's and my boss was speaking to the head of McDonald's overall. And that like, you guys are in some big shit. Like, and like, oh, wow. like off of that, we also got like, we got banned from every McDonald's in South Australia. We're still banned, but they haven't really serious? enforced it. Like, we yeah, still yeah, go yeah. They're not going to go, hang on, you look like that <laughs> Ronald guy. Well, when we do, when people do notice us, it's, they're happy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. And we've, we've gone through the drive-thru as well. Whenever we wear makeup, we'll drop yeah. past Macca's. <laughs> and Ron checks on the crew, make sure everyone's oh, They must love it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, that, that was like, there's a few mo- times like that where I, I was like, we probably can get sued for, I don't know, like defamation or something. Yeah, yeah. But oh. it's, it's all protected under parody purposes. Yeah. Uh, so in terms of you taking, like, you wanting to express yourself however you want to do, or make a, a comment on whatever industry, you're, you're protected under parody purposes. Okay. Yeah. But if they want to sue us, they can come come get us. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I reckon it'd be cool if they if they sue us because then they the what it would do for your I guess the spread of your work. Yeah. Yeah. That it would be, be an investment. To yeah. Some yeah. It'd be an investment to get sued. And, Oh, I wouldn't mind getting sued. Well, because well, we, well, we were we waiting start, for it. Like, like, we had, like, a, we had a song we were going to release. <laughs> <laughs> we have like a song we we're going to release if Macca sues us about everything. But um, yes. never, I think I, in a weird way, it's promotion for them. It sort yeah, of made yeah. Ronald McDonald cool for 
young males, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but interesting. Like, yeah, yeah yep. it's just weird promotion. It's like um, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. Well, I think if they were going to sue us, they would have done it by now. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe they're waiting to see like if we like get like a huge stack of money. They go, all right, now's the time to sue. Nah, well, I, don't, you, I just don't think they'll do it. You're clearly not pretending to be McDonald's as well. Yeah, like, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So anyone's kind of noticing, you know, it's like clearly going to go. Nah, that's just you know they're just having fun with it. Yeah. So, um, so okay with. One of the things that I did want to talk about was education uh, in the sense that, and that's such a boring word for so many people. But <laughs> I just fell asleep when you said it. Yeah, I know. Can you believe it? And the reason being is because you go through this big system, you know, that was actually um, created through the Industrial Revolution, which was preparing people for industry. So the reason why, I guess, for me, what I'm wanting to do is, is uh, show people that you can still... You know, education is not actually a boring thing. You actually love learning. Oh, I love learning. Everyone loves learning to some degree because, you know, you'll learn video editing or learn about different people. And I've learned now the best way to teach is conversation. Do you know what I mean? And that's why I loved working in schools because uh, I just sit and chat with students and then they'd boom, go and learn all these books, you know, grab books that I suggested or that sort of thing. And it came purely out of conversation. So what do you think if you had of what could have helped you while you're getting that formal institution education, what do you think would have helped you in the career path that you're you're going now? Like, do you think it did? Or, I mean, I'm obviously reading probably my own experience and the people who I've talked to, but do you think it was beneficial in some ways or detrimental in other ways? Or Well, I think that for us, we were doing projects in school, like off our own back. So we did like Math the Movie, in year 10 that was promoting some maths competition yeah. which we weren't getting graded on but we did it anyway we did we were just, we were just doing projects throughout school and I think but school, even like during high school there was a lot of stuff that we did like we make videos but we'd get in trouble for them yeah I so guess, was, yeah we got suspended for some videos that we'd done at school yeah um, so I guess like, by the, and there was no like video video course or filmmaking like a class so the closest to that was drama yeah so that really loved drama but other than that like yeah, I, like, I still enjoyed school and school. I think school like you need it because of like even just social things. Yeah, like I, I think that homeschooling isn't a good idea. I feel like you have to be in that environment where you're meeting all different people and having all different personalities. Like, I, I just think it's yeah. I think you 100% need school up until year 10 at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's fair enough. And yeah. that to me, that's that the age group I like that I work with. That that pivotal, you know, where they've. They've worked out, they've been learning long enough from someone else telling them how to learn. Yeah. And then that's the point where they you kind of decide what you're going to do. So I wanted to do photography and I failed uh, physics. They told me I needed physics and chemistry in year 11. Yeah. Uh, why the heck have you got a creative dude doing physics and chemistry? Because light for, for, for uh, you know, light for physics. And, you know, we used to develop back then. There was no digital. Yeah. So that was the chemistry. And I'm like going... You don't even need that, you know. Yeah. You don't need to know what chemicals you're doing. You just need those chemicals and then you, you make it happen. But you line up the your learning, you know, the science-y stuff with where you're going. So for me, I just wrote myself off and I worked in a factory for eight years at Holden's, yeah. you know, before I started getting back into working with young people and stuff. So for me, it's that, you know, bypassing, like it's because I thought I failed that I stopped really pursuing what I wanted to do. Yeah, and nice. that's that, that's where I guess I'm wanting to... And people who think they've missed out, 
you know, like even you might be 30, 40 or even 50 and still so, just living life based on... Oh, it's too late. Or yep, like, yeah. Yep. Do you know what I mean? I'm and based on the opinion of like a year 10... Yeah, no, and or one teacher who said, "Nah, you're not going to do anything decent with your life." Oh, you, I hear these stories time and again, and there's some fantastic teachers. Don't get me wrong, absolutely, I don't want to yeah. try and look like I'm, you know, bagging teachers. teachers. <laughs> but all we can just take one person's opinion and just you know run with it. And I guess that's why I am wanting to work towards, and that's why I'm doing the podcast. Yeah. Jan, so I can show people it's never too late to pursue those things that you really wanted to do. Yeah, yeah definitely. Well, I think, yeah, never take those things to heart because, yeah, we got told that a lot in school. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got told I was going to be dead before 21. Wow. I'm going to be dead or in yeah. prison before 21. I was like, yeah. Oh. A lot of te- like, I think half the teachers hated us and half them loved yeah, us. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, it was like a line. Like, teachers either really hated us or liked us. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So there was it, some yeah. that just, yeah, that were like saying, well, you're never going to be anything. You're, yeah, like it was, yeah. And that, so that's, Exactly what I, I guess, yeah, I'm so glad to hear that. Because I, you know, anyone that stands out and does something different is going to, people are either going to love you or hate you. you yeah. Know? yeah. And that's the reality. But it's whether or not you believe it about yourself, you know, yeah. and whether or so not we, you're going to keep going for it. We were too, like, yeah, we always laughed. Like, like we never, never got offended by that sort of thing because yeah. we've always been told it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> did you guys do okay academically? Did you get good marks? Yeah, well, I, got, I think from like grade eight to ten, uh, got really good marks. Yeah. But but a lot of trouble. Then like every year I'd get suspended more. Like year ten I got suspended like nine times or something like that. Yeah. And then year like even year twelve I got suspended like four times. But I think like, I think, like even at, at that stage I was like I can either uh, in year twelve my this is the last year of all my friends and stuff I can try and focus on work and getting good marks or I can just have fun and just do whatever. Like, bad influence right Yeah, now. bad influence. But like um, for me, uh, year 11, like my English grade was like one of the highest wow. of, of, S- of SA, I think. And then in year 12, I failed English. I just, I, yeah, I just stopped caring. I just, like I didn't really come to school. I was just like, we are in our own world. By that point, we are just like, I know what I want to do. I don't, I don't think school is helping me get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up to year 10, I think it's, it's 100, you 100% need it. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you guys still read books at all? Yeah, or? I love reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what 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 do you read? I I can I can recommend two novels now. One's uh, One of Monster Calls, which is a young adult novel yeah. about a boy that's dealing with his mum's terminal cancer. Yeah. Uh, and then there's another novel called Geek Love, which is about a travelling freak show circus. <laughs> so, wow. Do you know the so the authors' names? Oh no, no. I, I don't know the authors. <laughs> no, Patrick Ness for Patrick Ness is in Monster Calls, and yeah. I can't off the top of my head not for Geek Love. Yeah, yeah, but you can look up Geek Love. So it's what is it? The circus, like, what is it about that? Well, like, it's just it's it's so it, every single character is unique in in the in the most extreme way possible. It, it's about this traveling freak show circus, that, and they're they're sort of running out of business because their freaks are going on to do other things, all that sort of stuff. And so the family that's running it end up getting pregnant and taking drugs while they're pregnant to try and make a deformed child. Oh, my goodness. And they've got a family of all these yeah, deformed wow. children that they're trying to... Yeah, it's, You're into some interesting books. Then. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the most interesting book you'll ever read. It's insane. That's so interesting. Yeah, I love I loved yeah. it so much. I think like I'm more into... like I'm getting more into podcasts. Yeah. Or one particular podcast. So I never really... Like when I was working on like uh, driving, so I used to drive yes. on movies, yeah. um, production running. And there was a guy that said, oh, what do you do like when you do, you're driving for all these hours? And I said, I'll just listen to music. He's like, oh, you should try and listen to podcasts. podcasts. Yeah. 
Uh, and like, because you learn while you're driving and stuff. Yeah. And I, I was like, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like recently, I've been listening to these uh, history podcasts. Oh, not a hardcore history, is it? No, not no. hardcore okay. history. Uh, there's Ray and Cam. These two guys. Uh, there's Australian and American, and they um, do a podcast about like I listen to the life of Julius Caesar. Yeah. And now I listen to the life of Alexander the Great. Oh wow. And um, but the, the way they do their podcast is very different. Like. They start doing like like getting really personal about their opinions on like religion and and the world and stuff like that, and they 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 just stop like they're like oh we can try and like keep it like you know minimal or whatever or we can just go all out so yeah. like now when they talk they have no uh, like sensitivity uh yeah no um no censorship yeah. they just go like just do whatever they want and like it's so like really good to hear and because you're learning as well about history and stuff yeah yeah and then their their views on like politics and stuff like that do they disagree at all yeah, yeah. Well, i think that's what's like why it's so successful is because there's the two personalities that have completely different like one's an academic and then one's like a one's a, well yeah um so one's like a really like he's like a historian like uh academic he's like really quiet like you know he's uh, you know, it's like um really professional then there's the australian guy that's like really rude and yeah. loud it's like oh i'm just here for the jokes i don't know but he's very smart as well yeah, yeah. so but the, the way they bounce off each other is hilarious yeah, I just like yeah the two different personalities like Mulder and scully <laughs> no and i think See, that's uh, the reason why I asked that is I had this idea for a podcast myself, which was basically a similar kind of theme, not necessarily always about history, but just people hearing how two people who don't agree can chat and still be mates, yeah. right? And I think being a twin, maybe that helped me. And I know growing up, my mum was very good at that, where it was okay to disagree. Yeah. And so I see now, you know, on Facebook and just, you know, social media in general, People are getting so angry yeah. with each other, yes. and yeah. it's like everyone's losing that how to how to have a conversation. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And so my idea is I wanted to call it the art of conversation, and I've looked it up. No one's taken the name yet, and no one better because I want to oh. potentially <laughs> use it one day because yeah. I want to catch up with people who have completely different worldviews with me. And I reckon you know working in the school that you guys went to was so good for that because I'd be in like an ESL class working as a SSO and you got kids from Africa, you know, or I shouldn't say kids, I should say students, from Africa, from, you know, the Middle East, all of a sudden thrown in one classroom. Yeah, it's awesome. And, <laughs> you know, seeing them like, oh, you guys do, you know, like argue a bit. And then I'd say like, you know, this is like, amazing you've got you got literally people from all over the world in this one classroom who have so many different flavors and how can we learn from each other do you know what i mean yeah. so i was in one of those uh what is it esl classes ESL? yeah really? i did esl in year 11 i was like oh yeah i speak greek at home so then i did esl because i didn't want to do english <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's classic but yeah so that do you mean like that being able to chat about stuff and having a different opinion and, and it's still right. not not yeah not yeah. take it to the next level, well, yeah, like, level. there's some people that are so cemented in their opinion and everyone else is wrong yeah that like when they do come up against something that's different they're so you know opposed to it yeah and like they're hostile to they, yeah it. they're hostile that's they fail at the art of conversation that's <laughs> exactly my point so but you obviously listening to podcasts helps heaps hey but it's not very big in australia right now like yeah. podcasts, I, I don't listen to podcasts yeah. Um, i'm like There's, yeah only like this one that just sat with me for some reason i just really enjoy it um everything about it and learning about like history and like and how it repeats itself yes i like absolutely. i i yeah fascinated and, and it's useful for your obviously your creativity do you know what I mean because yeah, like if you're it, learning lessons from history 
you can and even that like the story like the story of their lives is like unlike anything you know and you're like i can see so many scenes from that yeah and like i can see how how it can be like um turned into a story that's yeah I'm like, that's well, why you can draw from those real life characters and situations well like a lot of stuff like game of thrones and stuff is based heavily on on like history yeah like the roman history and stuff like that like and you hear, you hear stories about it that that game of thrones uses that george r, r. martin uses um like the, the tipping of the, the gold on the head um in wow in season one and and like the way the families you know interact and and you know leading up to battles and stuff is uh, fascinating and like how much is drawn from real life yeah so yeah. cool and also like how you can you guys can use that i mean any anyone that's doing a creative field um can use it as a social protest like we were saying before so you can do it as a as a story you know like something like have you seen house of cards at yeah, all on yeah netflix and you're like man these guys are touching on some very touchy issues because what people are realizing now i don't know about your the, the history podcast you're listening to a lot of things in history have been misinterpreted based on who's telling it yeah. so a lot of people who you think are, were heroes were actually villains yeah absolutely. You know? and it's blowing blowing people away now that there's a different side of history that we all haven't been told even yeah. the history of australia do you that's know what awesome. i mean it's or even yeah like everything like that, that's yeah really cool like have you seen the wire the tv show no that was like pushing boundaries with like um the police system and stuff like that because it was so raw about um how everything works and like all like you know they're the, the two sides of the cops and that like the drug dealers and not all the uh the drug dealers are bad and not all the cops are good so it's like this weird like this awesome mesh of the world and like how things work and every season they did something else like i think season four they did schooling yeah. the schooling there and it's amazing yeah. and it's like how broken like some things are and like the system yeah which is a really cool and system. Yeah, yeah. System. But that, oh, see, I, I used to listen to punk, so that's kind of my, I get all that, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. where, and what that's what people are realising now. We look at, you look, the media presents teenagers, they present uh, low socioeconomical, like with the violence and all this stuff, yeah. <laughs> and blame the people instead of going, they've been brought up in poverty, do you know what I mean? They've yeah. brought up with a few people having all the money and everyone else is working their butts off to try and get back. And so, do you know what I mean? And yeah. so looking at, instead of looking at the actions, looking at the social system that's created yeah. those actions, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so who's exactly. really the bad guys? Yeah, absolutely. So, well, even like, like the news can get like given um, neutral footage and be told, okay, this guy's good or this guy's bad. Yeah. And are they the editors have to like, like there's an editor only that quit the job because of that. Yeah. Because um, he was getting told, okay, this person's bad, this person's good. So like making up this story that like their point of view of like what, the, you know, the way they want it to come across. Yeah. yeah. Which is, yeah, like, like I, don't, I wouldn't trust anything the news says at all. <laughs> yeah. Like about, even like with big, like with wars and stuff like that, what, what they're saying is the reason and the real reason is very different. That's exactly right. And like people just, they will, they'll listen to the news and whatever they say, they go, oh yeah, oh. and they're just like, just agree because the news is saying it. Yeah. But it's not necessarily the truth at all. Yeah. yeah. So, but, yeah. yeah. So do you, do you guys find that as part of your work, that's stuff that you like touching on subtly or not too much? I, I guess not really at this stage. We don't really do it. Yeah, for for... Not necessarily for the rack rack stuff, but for the films we're writing, it's all touching on, you know, like like our feature film is based on like uh, 
sort of based loosely on our childhood and like yeah. uh, our kids growing up in lower class uh, yeah. you know environments and it, yeah so like, I think we are going to touch on that sort of stuff with, with our bigger projects but in terms of Racka Racka not, not necessarily yeah 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 so um, and for anyone who doesn't know Racka Racka that's YouTube channel and you guys do really crazy awesome stuff uh, but push boundaries so it's not for kids uh, <laughs> not, not young kids anyway um, and so your feature film, I'm fascinated. Uh, obviously, I don't want you to have to give too much away. Um, so you're obviously drawing from your own yeah. childhood. And yeah. who, so you mentioned before that you get funding now. Is this like something that's funded through the Australian? Just the development of it. Yeah, development yeah. Um, funding. So, yeah, like we're, it's called Concrete Kings. Yeah. Same thing, we don't want anyone to steal that title. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, like that. Very exciting for us to actually, because that one's full written out, like talking about, because now, that we, um, you know, you do the YouTube video four or five minutes yeah. or whatever, but to have like a 90 minute thing that's sustained, like with character development and, and turns and like uh, structure and things like that, we're really interested in. Yeah. Which, so we've been working with writers about it, um, you know, turning it into an action actual movie. Yeah. So, so we've got like a, awesome. lots of ideas, and then we like we say the writers, and they they'll write something up, and then we'll like go through it all and like change everything. But every version gets better, like it's molding. Yeah. So, so it's more. It's like an art. It's an art. A piece of art, isn't it? It's. Yeah. And yeah. that I guess that's what I was wanting to hear, like the process, because you, you can have the ideas. But what a lot of people think is that I need to have the ideas. I need to be able to write it. I need to know how to light it. I need it. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. But when you're working, you know, so with obviously Racker Racker, you've got, you can just go bang, do it. You've got all the creative control. doesn't matter if it's not polished. You just go for it, have fun. But now you're working with people who are ridiculously good at what they do. Their yeah. time's valuable. You're all working towards something that's going to be obviously of far greater value. Does, is there an element of your own creativity you feel you lose in that or do you think it heart enhances? Well, I think like um, I think with a film, it's a collaborative process. Like everyone is involved with making a movie, like the camera guy, the lighting guy, like everything is like, just... But, like, when we started, because we didn't want to wait on anyone to learn how to do something, like wait on someone to do sound or wait on someone to do um, anything. So um, we just did it all ourselves. So we got yeah. like, we do everything ourselves. So we've sort of got a bit of knowledge with everything. But... And I guess, like, to begin with, we were sort of against when other people come in. Yeah. Um, we're like, oh, no, we don't, we don't need that. Like, we do it <laughs> yeah. ourselves. But to actually work with people that, that is their sole profession, like, say, yeah. editing and stuff like that. Like, when we did the commercials in Norway, we're like, oh, we'll just edit them ourselves. It's fine. Yeah. But they're like, no, we're going to have an editor. That he might yeah. do something. And then he did, like, a cut. And then there was bits in there that we wouldn't have even thought of. Yeah. Like, oh, that's amazing. That's yeah. and awesome. That's, I guess, for me, it's very hard to get my head around that. So... I've studied what I've been doing, uh, working towards. Um, so I do dabble with animation, but not a lot. But I've been studying creative writing, yeah. and because one day my my goal is to eventually be doing similar kind of stuff. But I'm in no hurry at all because I'm just enjoying my family studying yeah. and all yeah. that sort of thing now. But for me, it's very hard for me to let go of that, you know, editing process because yeah. you know I'm presenting my clients with you know um yeah they're, they're hiring me because of you know the the output that they see and yes. so it is very hard for me yeah but where it do, it is easy for me is like say for an example someone asked me to do a film clip and you probably haven't even seen that and that's fine uh, but 
what I did was I got someone who does video to come along with me and what we we got a, set, a fantastic uh, result because uh, he said, how about, I, I said, do you want me to video? I was like, how about I video? <laughs> how about I edit? Oh, it's just turned off. And I'm like, at first I was like, oh, but I can, you know, they're, they're, they're asking me to do it, you know. But I did notice the result was so much better. Yeah. But because I come from a stills mentality, he came from a video mentality. Yeah. Like, you know, so we did like one thing where we made this dude run through and I was like, why don't we use the car and film from the car? And my mate's like, oh, I would never have thought of that, you know. So yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, and so that's create. And it's got to be someone like um, that you can trust with it as well. Yeah, absolutely. So like, like with the writers, like some writers that we work with, they'll come up with ideas and we're like... Yeah, I don't know, like, we want it more to be like this. So they're like, oh, but, you know, structurally it needs to work like this. But from our point of view, like, oh, that doesn't necessarily, yeah. that's not what we want. Okay, and expound on that, right? Because there's rules, yeah? There's rules in any kind of creative field. <laughs> in any kind of creative field, you have these rules. But yeah. then in order to do something new, you need to break them. Yeah. So is that, do you think? Like, I think you've got to know the rules before you break them. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's see, like our, us, we're not script writers. Yeah. So like I've read books on script writing and stuff, but I'm not a script writer. Yeah. Um, so when people tell me like things like this needs to happen for a movie, but the, the way I see it is, yeah, I see that in all movies and they're the reason why I think that yeah. they could be better if they don't necessarily follow that, those yeah. rules. Um, so it's finding that fi- nice balance uh of like what you're changing and why you're yeah, changing yeah. it. Um, but I guess like in the end, we just got to trust on our instincts. So, and that's what all we can do is just yeah. trust that what we want to make and what we see. Yeah. Cause they don't like, you know, the writers don't really see the way you see it. Um, so it's, yeah, it's like trying to verbalize that. It's like, it can be very difficult. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I guess you can get like your backup with when, when people do like, like they, some one of the writers like cut something out, like cut like a character out. I'm like, why'd you cut that character out? Like, oh, it doesn't work for the story. I'm like, that's like <laughs> one of the reasons that when we're making movies is this character, like, um, to get like, like offended. But you have to like just realize that they're trying, they're trying to make their project better. Yeah. And like, because you don't see eye to eye is not necessarily a bad thing. It's because it, it's good that they challenge you to say why you're doing this, why you're putting this character in. Like, so you, they ask, you know, they're asking questions that you don't nece- wouldn't necessarily ask yourself before yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's good, and because there's an emotional connection you have to your your creative thing that you've done, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And so what they suggest with the creative writing process is what I learned. Uh, they say write it and then let it sit there for a while in order to have that emotional connection broken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. Because then when you come back to it, you're like, what was I thinking? I could change this. I can. Yeah, yeah. But you can't chop and change it when you still have that emotional connection. You uh, know? Absolutely, yeah. So I guess that's all part of the process, isn't it? Of just, And that's why it takes so long to get these movies done, yeah. man. Mm. Well, it's literally like a, yeah, I, I can see it like when you're like making like a clay, you know, they, they're spinning things in the clay and people like mold yeah. things out. That's what I see it as for some reason. Like uh, you're given like, this big plot of clay and then like, as you're writing and it's getting better, you're like sort of forming it to what you want it to be. Yeah. But awesome. it's, um, yeah, very cool experience like to do it all. It's awesome. Yeah. So who, is there anyone, I guess, in the future who you're really wanting to work with at all? Like, like famous 
actors or like is there anyone in, in that industry it's weird like um for us it's it's always just childhood you know, people that you grew up with yeah. like watching it's like one actress that i'd love to work with and i'm always dreaming of working oh with. My God. <laughs> <laughs> is lucy lawless zeta yeah oh wow yeah and see, so oh, that's cool, that's cool. So <laughs> random. we took a meeting when we were in la so and just hand that's Danny. Just we just we, Danny, do, we yeah. need to. Yeah. Michael, Michael has this disgusting Weird look on his face right now. <laughs> <laughs> but like we would have this meeting. This this production company called us in, and we were talking about this script and everything. And then um, I came out of the office and I looked, and there was like a cutout of Zena like on the wall. I'm like, Zena, oh, like, I love this show so much. How awesome! She's so just perfect. Zena's just perfect. And then I was like. And he's like, yeah, just keep your voice then. That's the boss's wife. And I was like, oh, oh my goodness. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So what is it about Xena? Like why, as a character, <laughs> was it the character specifically? Yeah, or I think the it was actress? the character. It was just like, um, well, she was just so, I don't know. No, she, like, like she was quite pivotal for a lot of women to go like, she was the first of the female kind of warriors. Yeah, wasn't exactly. She? Yeah. Where women are like, now we're not just sitting around the kitchen we're flipping gonna she get was like, yeah, she was just kicking ass everywhere yeah. she was just she was just such yeah. a yeah. such an awesome character she was just so <laughs> funny and like yeah, I, don't, I just literally I could just grew up with her and just completely fell in love yeah. with her so yeah. maybe one day maybe one day like thinking about like <laughs> making movies there's no one really that I like, really want to I, I guess I could be like there'd be people that would be cool to meet and stuff like that but there's yeah. no one that like it's burning that I really want to do something with like the closest person that I'd like I just want to meet is Conor McGregor. Yeah. Do, I, do you know Conor McGregor? Is UFC? Yeah. Oh, I don't get into UFC myself. No, so I haven't no. watched too much, but obviously you guys have. Yeah, like... Yeah, like... So... Only, like, yeah, like, over the last couple of years. Only because of Conor McGregor. Yeah. I think mainly okay. Conor McGregor. Just his, his personality, I, 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 like, love it. Everything that he says and does, and, and yeah. just the way he looks at life is just... Uh, yeah, awesome. It's just it was. It's like it's, and it's like, inspiring. It's so inspiring. Why we used to like watching wrestling is because of how extreme the personalities That's were. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. and then, so he's got like Conor McGregor's got a WWE personality, but when his match is coming up, his like wrestling match, which is a UFC match, there's but the problem like it's unpredictable. Like you just don't know what's going to what, happen. Just, yeah, what I find great <laughs> about like with fighting, uh, like UFC fighting, is because they put absolutely everything on the line. I don't think anyone like. You know, physically, mentally, like their reputation, um, like everything goes online. Like if they like lose like a fight or whatever, like you know, it's such a big deal and it's it's looked at so um, closely now, and so many people know about it yeah. that it's like it's such a huge pressure. Pressure. So like the way, um, you know, them to go through that and like and like to come out winning and stuff like that is just I find amazing. Yeah, yeah. But I just like um. I don't necessarily like fighting in general. Like if I see someone fighting in the street, I find it sort of disgusting. Like, yeah, yeah. So oh yeah, like, absolutely. Well, that stuff gives people an outlet. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just that like it's a professional environment yeah. and it's like, it's a sport. It, it's not like yeah, not like keep me and like yeah, starting fights. I don't agree with that at all. Yeah, yeah. But like for for fighters, like that's their life. Like the best in the world to be put against each other to test their skills is just I think that's odd exhilarating <laughs> <laughs> no that's good yeah so is that like i mean one day you could potentially thinking of i don't know doing a movie about wrestling or something i don't know like <laughs> i don't even know if anyone has done that other than like things like rocky and stuff is the, there any the wrestler no uh, yeah i don't know like i think yeah. i'd be more interested to do it myself than to do a movie on oh, it. wow yeah like, so like doing the, the live show the wrestling show it's because it's like something that was on my bucket list to do yeah always but i never really done it so it was good that for youtube to go and just like do that side of things and, and work with people 
like with like the stunt performers, like I was fascinated with it for so long, but I got told like, I, like yeah, you can never be a stunt performer because you're too small. All the, yeah, all, all this those sort of restrictions stuff. people put on you. Yeah. yeah, and then like when I was driving and I met Judd Wild, the first proper stunt guy that I met, and he's like, he's like, you can do it easy. Like we went yeah. back to his house and we showed each other clips, Sick. and he's like, dude, like um, we should definitely do something together. So yeah. like, and then when we first work with like these people that I've worked on like Mad Max and, and massive movies and then like to work with them and like make your videos better yeah. just, it was great like to be introduced to that world I love That's learning so cool. about those new worlds like the stunts and like when I, I started doing like tire boxing and stuff and, and martial arts just learning about that yeah. and the people that, that you know that you, you meet in that so yeah. very cool that's awesome so you still do that quite a lot or uh, not not as much because you'd be pretty busy obviously. yeah very busy so I do when I can I go and I do some training yeah and I find it refreshing and get, get my ass kicked by the, by the pros yeah so it's cool like but the stunts very closely with like we work all the time now and awesome, we're man. yeah like and it's cool to like give them an idea and then they go oh what about this and, yeah. and they have ideas for stunts and and shots and stuff like that that, yeah. that, that they've always wanted to do that we can merge into our stuff as no, well. No, that's awesome. And that's obviously, that's when you get the best results. Yeah. Like people who are better than you at what they do and get together and do something. Yeah. yeah and so and the, like people that you, like on a film set, like you need to trust everyone and feel like you can verbalize. Like there's some, like when we did the, our funded thing, there was people on there that, there was a couple of people on there that were just really negative. And like, I felt like I couldn't like, I didn't want to ask them to do something because they didn't, like you could tell they didn't really want to be there. Yeah, yeah. But then there's like the, like say the lighting guy, Roberto, that Danny worked with on the Bubbledook feature film. He was just like so open to everything. We're like, oh, can we chase? Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. So like yeah. that. You just need to when, find the relationships and the people that you want to work with. That you, could, that you just love working with. You want to like walk in there and just get along with everybody. Yeah, because if you're having that amount of time, you need to be, I know for myself, if I'm shooting a wedding, it needs to be able to, I need to gel with this yeah. couple yeah. because I'm going to have their face in my face for the next month or so yeah. while I'm editing their photos. And yeah, it, and there's nothing wrong with not gelling, do you know what I mean? Because they need to be with someone that does gel. And yeah, so that's why there's never I never get that sense of, you know, rejection or anything like that if I if someone doesn't want to work with me because I just think, well, that's cool. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's just yeah. not the direction I'm going and that's not the direction you're going. It's a win-win. So yeah. I just look at every situation now as a win-win, uh, even if it doesn't go the way I want at that particular point in time. Yeah. So some guys who helped you start, because you didn't want to start the YouTube channel, and obviously that's been something that's really got you out there, but now it's kind of like that fun side thing. <clears throat> who are the guys that really inspired you to do that? Well, like I, we just had friends that were doing YouTube. Mark and, Mark and, Mark Richie, and Richie, which got a channel called The Royal Stampede. Yeah. And so at the time, I was just... Like, I, I quit film school. I wasn't enjoying film I school. I remember that. I remember you quit it. And I yeah. just thought, ah, oh, I wanted to know why. But yeah. finish this story first. And well, then... I, I quit film school and I was sort of... I, I needed a creative outlet. And our Tmuffy, our series, well, I, like, I wrote this massive... Like, we did, like, ten seasons and then, like, six movies. And I was writing the sixth movie. And then, like, everyone was just sort of getting jobs, getting girlfriends and getting over it. And yeah. so, like, the project ended up just falling through. Like, everyone just wasn't dedicated enough. And I needed some sort of creative... Like, I knew, yeah, yeah, I needed yeah. to do. So I couldn't not do anything. So yeah. like, I was making these fake fails on Facebook. So we did like the Harlem Shake gone wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah. Me sticking a knife in a toaster, fake by the way. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so and all this stuff was yeah blowing up and going massively viral. Yeah. And they were going on huge shows like Jimmy Kimmel, Conan O'Brien, 
and they were getting re-uploaded to YouTube with millions and millions of views and like yeah. everyone was just stealing stuff from my Facebook. Oh yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it was like really like extreme, intense and very sad. <laughs> and then so then at that point, yeah, they were just like, you should just have a YouTube channel that you just upload as like backup so people can't upload it to YouTube because you've already done it and yeah, like yeah. they know where the work is coming from sort of thing. And we're like, yeah, okay. So we made Racka Racka as literally as a backup for Facebook. And then yeah. it just took off and had a life of its own. And like, yeah, yeah so grateful for it. It changed well, our lives. Well, life. so against it, because we're like, people are like, oh, yeah, like YouTube, like it's sort of like clips and whatever. Like, we're like, oh, we want to make movies and, and TV shows and stuff like that. We don't want to do like a YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. But um, that was such a stupid way to look at it. Like now, like we've got like so many opportunities that we never would have gotten if we didn't do a YouTube channel. Yeah. Like, uh, like we did like a, a short film and got nominated for these all these awards and stuff, but when we went to like the award ceremony, no one knew about the short film. They just knew about our YouTube stuff and had ideas based off our YouTube stuff that they wanted to do. So like it opened so many doors to us and like uh, for us and we've met so many people like in the film industry now, like the actual industry, like massive directors like George Miller and and stuff like that through YouTube. Yeah. And we'll talk about with Quentin Tarantino, we all lined up to do a video of Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Uh, like they sent him our stuff and stuff and then like uh, we're going to do a, a video for promotion of um, Hateful Eight and it, yeah. Hateful Eight is his latest uh, feature film. Okay. Yeah. But then it, it ended up falling through because there were some comments on like the way he treated women in this film. I think there was just like the, when I hit the violence, the violence, the violence in general, the unnecessarily violent violence towards a woman. Like, like yeah, it was just like, People were calling him misogynistic and stuff. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. And then, like, so the marketing were like, oh, yeah, he can't be misogynistic. He can't do anything that's... But our, like, our one wasn't like that at all, but it's because it was, like, it was very overly violent, like an overly violent skit. Um, it was about they, violence and, like, how people perceive violence and why media, like, oh, that's wrong to do this sort of violent thing. It was like it was like a sort of a comment on that. Yeah. Like, we were playing journalists in it that were questioning Quentin Tarantino about, why your, your violence, it's like, it's a bad influence on this, it's doing this, like, we're sort of dissing Quentin Tarantino. He's like, you want to see violence? I'll show you violence. And he pulls a gun on us. And, we, like, it comes to this shootout. It turns to a big shootout. We're going to do, like, all the Quentin Tarantino scripts and stuff. And no wow. one's dying. Everyone's just getting yeah, shot. Yeah, everyone's getting <laughs> shot, like, a million times. And, like, a producer comes in. She's like, you got two minutes left with Quentin? Then us and Quentin turn around and we start gunning down the producer. And like they just saw it as like an overly violent. They just wanted to not focus on the violence for yeah. the promotion of the film. Yeah. So that ended up. But yeah. it was it was in line. Like we we're gonna shoot it. Like yep, yeah, cool. We're gonna shoot it with Quentin Tarantino, Samuel Jackson, and Kurt Russell. Yeah, Kurt Russell. They're yeah. all gonna be in it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah like it's I very sad. So, that they uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so excited, and we we spoke to like special effects guys about doing, and they were like, um, you know, doing the Quentin Tarantino squibs and stuff. So they were experimenting on that. Yeah. to make that, that look the best and stuff. So it was very disappointing. But we're used to that now. Like there's so many things that have fallen, fallen through yeah, and yeah. things that have been so close and then just for whatever reason fall through. The, I think... Uh, what were we talking about before that though? Like um, we were on we a different were, subject. We were talking about film school. We were going to come back to that. But just with that, I think the benefit sometimes of not working with people is because then others might can potentially say that this this is how you got your chance or something. Yeah, yes. And I think if you're paving your own way, do you know I mean I would see that as a as a, it can be a positive that you haven't done that. Yeah. Because people then might go, oh they're just trying to, you know, they're just doing this, but because you guys have got your own thing in your own right. Yeah. You know, and Which is why we've been offered movies and they're like, oh we'll have it 
produced by a huge name so that'll get your audience and then you know you can get like an audience automatically and and, and do a movie that will sell because this name's attached to it but i don't necessarily want to do that because yeah. like same i want to do like i want our first thing to be us alone like like yeah. we've done it like yeah. you're not with the help of like a massive yeah. director Absolutely. or whatever like so then yeah let's just do it our own way sort of thing yeah and that see to me that is what really stands out with you guys like dead set because you know that what you do on your own will will work do you know what i mean so kudos because so many people would just think what's the quickest way i can do it yeah but it's for you it's not it's the what's the best way we can do it do you know what i mean and and when you do get to that point then other people will be like can we work with you guys do you know what i mean so that's how i look at it uh and that takes that takes a lot of self-efficacy because you're like you know you're not wanting to take those shortcuts yeah but even like like the stuff we've been offered like that's a massive amount of money that we could make that we've turned down though because it's not right for what we want to do it's just like and it's like yeah they're like oh i'm not connecting with the with the material so we've been sent scripts that we can fund this you can get like right now we can do it yeah we'll do it we'll give you two hundred thousand dollars pay for you guys personally do it like and, and so and sometimes like, up, like I, wrote, then, I wrote like an outline for an action film my manager's like just do it because you're good at writing action and it wasn't something that i was like connected to but i wrote it out we sent it through and then a the company straight away they're like yeah five million for, we can do it for five million and then we're like i'm like oh, I, don't, I don't want this to be my first feature film yeah, i'm yeah, not connected yeah. to this material oh, wow. i wrote this because i was told to write it <laughs> so like it, like if you're going to be doing like we want our first feature film to be exactly what we want to do we want to be completely connected to the material so yeah, so we've turned down a lot of those big offers. But it is uh, it is a risk as well because what our first feature film is so different to the YouTube stuff, which mm. is what people will be expecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's there's yeah there's like finance and stuff that don't want to do it because it's not raka raka necessarily like it's not that extreme that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's, like it's, not, like a, it's not a feature a, film, Ron. Yeah, if we wanted to fund a raka raka thing, it would be it could be done very easily. Like if it was in the vein of raka raka. But Which we do have ideas for that as well, but not for our first no, our first no. feature. Work. It's, it's, it's got to be meaningful, driven. doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, because you've you've got was it a short film? I haven't seen it. Yeah, Deluge. I'll, Deluge. Yeah. I I remember you talking. So it's about a, a father and a son or something. Yeah, it's about it? a father and son and a suicide cult. Yeah. Yeah, and and so that that's the complete opposite of Rack Racker as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how would I access that? How would I go? I can send you a link, but there's yep. no, there's no way you can really see it. Okay, so it's not you haven't got it on any platform. It's not platform. a public thing. No, oh, yeah. it's yeah, weird. It's that, even see. more interesting for me now. <laughs> see, you'd be one of the very. Well, like we've had like oh my goodness, it's weird. Like um, people that have contacted us about that from like other side of the world, like someone from like in England. What was that the company? The Andy Circus's Gollum? company. Oh, yeah, that does like. Yeah, the guy that plays Gollum in Lord of the Rings, he has like a, a company. Okay. And they, they reached out. They like, reached can, we out can we see Deluge? <laughs> We're like, what? <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. But so Deluge is like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's this the short film that we did like while like I just quit film school and I yeah, needed a creative outlet. So we did Deluge and I funded it off of doing uh, medical trials. No way. So I checked myself into wow. a hospital for a yeah. month and they were just testing weird drugs on yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got other mates that have done They've that. Done it, yeah. Oh my goodness. It didn't mess you up at all. Like. Uh, no, I just found I that. I think I, physically you did. <laughs> Michael was so up himself. No, no, because I No, not at all. But we came in to see Danny and he was like, like oh, hey, man. Like, yeah, hey, how's it going? 
Like, oh, no, I was having like, yeah, 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 one yeah. of the side effects were convulsions oh, and tortures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's something switching. that wears out when the drug goes. There was no okay, like. Okay, so it's not permanent. Oh, yeah, third my eye. Goodness. I've got four eyes now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a huge sacrifice, man. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. But that was the only way to fund it. We had no. I wasn't making money at all. Like we were just. Yeah. I was just. Yeah. So that was the only way that we could fund it. And so. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> no, see that. I mean, I love. I mean, not that I would condone everyone going and getting that stuff done but like that that shows you know how dedicated i guess and you know there's just those small beginnings man like, yeah you know wow there was like a really cool moment when i was going in front of a medical trial when we just started monetizing and then we'd got, got an offer for like a brand deal that was where you get your big money from on youtube yeah and we just got offered a brand deal and i was like it was a moment where i realized like, i don't have to do this anymore yeah, so yeah I remember I'm like, uh, I was in the middle of getting it screened and I'm like, I've got to go. I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm out of here. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. So is there going to be a point where that's going to be available, do you think? Like publicly or are you going to... Um, yeah, so we're, we're sort of scared to upload it. I'm, like I was talking about uploading it to Akarak and Michael's like, no. oh crap. I've unplugged the microphone. Testing, testing. Hey, Danny, calm down. <laughs> I just can't hear myself now. Damn. Okay, so start again from that point. So... Yeah. There was a point, moment where you were thinking of, yeah, also awesome. uploading it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I still want to upload it and just see because it's it's the exact opposite of Rack Racker, and I still want to see how our audience react to it. Michael's pitch file of uploading. Uh, well, I don't know. I I think I don't know if it works for Rack Racker. I um, think it's good to show, but I don't know. Like even like looking at it now, there's, there's so many things about. It, I was like, I'm like, oh yeah. Well, because yeah, so we've done it a while ago. So how, how long is it? How long does it go for? The film probably about twelve minutes. I think. Yeah. 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 And it's just, what, yeah, have we thought about another platform like Vimeo or something? Because yeah, then you can have, you know, you can put prices on it so people can pay to watch it on Vimeo. I'm not no, I don't think it'd be something. worth paying for. <laughs> okay. okay. We don't want to charge anyone to watch it. I just like, yep. I think yep. it's, it's, something, it. it's something that like, if someone asks to see it personally, we'll send it to them. Okay. But we just haven't put it up. And oh, if we okay. get approached wow. by like proper companies, that's something that I send through to show that like, yeah, we yep. can do a bigger project that has cinematography and characters but yeah, yeah. we could have really released we just haven't did like oh uh, i'm you have to send it to me now like i'm <laughs> like oh my gosh i have to see this it's, i would yeah. love to if, oh, you, if you'd let me oh absolutely. but don't worry i won't i won't like rip it off and put it on somewhere <laughs> i'm a photographer fine. i understand you know yeah. i get photos ripped off all the time yeah. um so wow i'm but even that it got oh, like sec- so secretly because it's an unlisted link um there's like people that said they've seen it and i was like wait how did you see it like but like cause there was like a, a phase where it was sort of got like leaked around like yeah because if you've got an unlisted link yeah people can just send that link you to send us. that link so you say it's been leaked it's got 200 views yeah or like, well, yeah, like where do they come from like yeah, yeah 200 like, views we've sent it to 10 people we've sent it to 10 people it's got 200 views unless they watched it 20 times each there's, there's maths coming back so who like you won an award for that is that correct yeah what we was... won best directors at the, the SAS's like the South Australian Screen Awards yeah Awesome. We're nominated for eight, though. We got nominated for eight, yeah. Wow. She just weren't good enough for the year. <laughs> but it was like saying that we could have sent Did, it through to other festivals, but yeah, we've only ever sent it through to that one yeah. festival. Is, yeah. there, is, is there a hit? I know for myself, people are always telling me you should send photos into competitions, and I find it very hard myself sending my creativity in to go and be compared with others. Yeah, right. Um, so I have entered one contest once, and uh, I entered a, what was it? Like a, I actually won a contest without entering. Uh, I won, I won oh, a... Wow. A camera from the advertiser, so I got photo of the the whole winter season, right? So oh, it's like wow. some so many hundred thousand photos or something. I can't remember. I'm probably exaggerating. Uh, and mine got picked for the number one, oh, wow. and it was just someone I just 
with a GoPro of all photos. Just, <laughs> I was surfing out last winter and it was absolutely freezing. The sun came out. It's raining. There's a guy paddling past in a hood. And they said, yeah, that makes, that makes us feel cold. So I ended up winning the winter uh, photo and I want a camera, which is cool. Um, but I'd actually sent all these photos in before it was a contest. I was just sending them photos and they kept publishing them. Oh, wow. And then they said, well, we're getting some good photos. Let's make this into a contest. So I ended up winning it without actually entering it. <laughs> and another one I did enter was for just, yeah, like a wedding photo of the year kind of thing. Uh, yeah. And and even now I'm still very hesitant about doing, about doing that. I don't know. I just... Uh, some people make good points. You can make money. You can make da da da. And I'm like, oh, you know, like, would Leonardo have entered a contest? And not. Yeah. And I am abs. I don't even like, you know, what it's like. You don't. I don't think my own creativity is even that impressive. I don't. I don't really. I just do my thing. I don't try and appeal to a big audience or judges or anything. And so I think that's been my hesitancy. But I would never want others to think that about their own work but yeah. do you think well, there's think an element of that like for, for us it was more like while we didn't send it through to other companies it was just it was money like for us it was like because like, like when, when we do Concrete Kings I think it is something that we want to send through to feature uh, like film festivals and but stuff. as long as like what was cool about like that like we didn't organise that so I would never like my own work yeah say and then I'd like write out the application and, and do this and yeah, send never because never. Some, yeah, someone else like just did it and they're like oh so it's been entered it's like oh okay cool like I didn't really really have a lot to do with it so we weren't like oh, we want to really want to win this competition yeah yeah or, or, so there's just, nothing to lose because you're not yeah exactly we're yeah, not like yeah. invested in it and like you know people take it so personally that when you enter these things you don't get it like yeah. even like when you get like rejected for funding it's like oh yeah so it's not good enough it's not good enough for whatever what they're looking for but it, yeah it doesn't necessarily mean it's bad but yeah like that entering stuff like i don't do it at all yeah so, I, so I if someone else just did it like uh, that people have done it and just put it in like oh it's in it's like yeah cool what yeah. yeah but yeah it was never yeah it was never really that for us it was just yeah never like, we don't know how to fill out the applications and we didn't have the money that's <laughs> <laughs> true wow. i'd never do it <laughs> but yeah. i guess like you know because you you manager in in LA, is that where he is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a female. She, sorry, maybe. Yeah, I'm making a judgment there. But, um, <laughs> so, but I guess people like that would be helping you down the track anyway. If they were, you know, is that? Yeah. Well, she she of... entered us into this thing called the Streamies, which was like the online Emmys. Oh yeah, we won that, and we won that. Like, yeah. So like, yeah. she's like, you won the, uh, uh, you've been nominated. You're, you're in the finalist. I'm like, I don't even know. In, you don't know you're nominated me for this. That's classic. And then we went up there and like, you should see the, the speeches online and it's so like, we, we literally just landed in LA and we got there like, you want it? Go on stage. I'm like, what? And we got on stage we had no idea where we were. Oh, what, that's what we're so doing. No, I didn't know it was even that. I didn't think it was the award ceremony. <laughs> yeah, it was well, so We were random. going there well, like, I was eating and like with a friend and, and they're like, oh, they want you on stage. I was like, oh, okay. And then I just went up there and like, oh, so he's won. Mike was on stage eating, and I'm like, oh, I the award ceremony was tomorrow night. That's just classic. So awkward and That's weird. classic, right? That's awesome. <laughs> but do you think that you might have been more nervous the next night because you would have put too much thought into it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The speech was literally like, it was just so. It was, it was, but I just had a mouthful of food. I didn't know if they were recording or anything. Like, it was That's classic. You weren't like wearing pajamas or anything. Right? <laughs> I, like, I was wearing like a like, really dodgy. Well, Mike was always doing that all weird interviews. He got drunk at some theme party, and then there's like this interview online. And he's like drunk he's like peace love and harmony man no no that was because they um there was this company that was like through this massive party and then like when people like when uh, like youtube stars or whatever were drunk they'd make them like take pictures of like duracell and i like, could like try and get them to do brand deals while they're drunk oh, so okay. i went up there with some friends and we just like 
you know, took the piss out of that. Ah, okay. That's interesting. But like, I mean, yeah, interviews and stuff, obviously all that stuff. Like I remember, what was it? Was it Channel 10 or someone came and interviewed you guys? We've done a few now, like, um, but the weirdest one was like Sunrise. I saw that one. When we you on posted sun- it, didn't you? I think. Yeah, well, we someone put it. Uh, yes. Maybe uh, your sister or it. something. Yeah, like we went on, the, like, and I didn't even realise, like, you're just putting on a mic and you're looking at a camera and you hear, like, their voice and they're asking you questions and stuff, but you don't even realise that there's just so many people watching and yeah. everyone's, like, talking about, like, posting it on Facebook and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so it was just something that just I happened. didn't realise like, that. You that time before, like, do you want to be on Sunrise? I'm like... Yeah, yeah. Are we going to the studio? They're like, no, we'll just yeah, just do it from here. And I'm like, okay. We went and did like a thing, and we got back, and everyone was like, oh my gosh, you're on some. It was just, but it happened so. So, oh, so it was live. It was live on Sunrise. Yeah, it was, yeah, live, it was live on Sunrise. Yeah, 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 that's probably yeah, no wonder. <laughs> so it was just it just happened in like within like spare three hours. I just want to come to do like, yeah, okay. And we just came and it's just like yeah. Also tempted to do that. I could write in a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, so like, oh, I can cut this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? So, because uh, there was, was it Channel 10 came? I reckon it was well, the... Well, cha- well, you've done one for Channel the 10. The first time, like, was it the first time when you did the, one of the videos and it went a bit viral, but Harry they didn't Potter end was... up playing it. I just remember you had, they were interviewing oh, you. Oh, yeah, the Harlem Shake. Harlem Shake. That, oh, oh we got to show you that video. It's oh, so Have funny. you got it? Did they send you... No, no, so no what no. happened was, yeah, they, they filmed it with us and because they, they thought it was real. And then they came, and then we were just like, it was just, we just... Oh, so they... Okay, okay, yeah, that's yeah, right. It was, it was in the garage, and they f- f- recorded you in the garage. Yeah, they came, yeah, they interviewed yeah. us. They had no idea who we were, and then I was just like, I, was, I just took, yeah, I took the piss out of them as well. Out of the news, because of the yeah. news. Oh, like that, a, yeah. And we're like, so a big foot comes down and squashes you, because you've done wrong on the internet. You're like, with the internet, you can't be too careful. And then a big foot's going to come down and squash you. I'm like, I'm like, okay. And then, like, they did it, and they recorded it, and I'm like... <gasps> Like, as is if that, I caught the foot. Hang on, this is the 10 News did this. So this was Channel 7 that did oh, it. Oh, Channel 7. Oh, really? Yeah, and then the, like a big foot, and then that, it was coming down, like this fake foot, and then I pretended to catch it. And I was like, Arr! they're like, no, just let the foot squash you. I'm like, oh, okay. And then like, do sounds, like you've been squashed. Like, oh, I'm like, oh. oh. No, you're going to see what you're talking about. Um, you know, <laughs> and he just took, took the piss out of I just him, took like, the piss out of him. And we, like, they were just like, yeah, we can't play. We're not, we're not putting this on TV. Oh, wow. <laughs> So you've yeah. still got that footage? We still yeah, we're going to show you. We, we set up like a secret camera in the garage. Oh, like, they actually think that this is real. We're like, yeah, we'll just play along. No, and like, yeah, like, yeah, you got to watch it. It's funny. But, um, <laughs> like, taking this out of this. And Scrappy's in there, like, sniffing the guy's shoes. Like, I don't know. It was just funny. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> but, like, yeah, we did, we did one. Like, Channel 7 came. We did one for Today Tonight and then one for 7 News. I mean, yeah, Sunrise... Yeah, I, I, we've done a bunch of them. I can't even remember. And every time they come, I ABC? expect it to be like a an ambush, and they like set you up. You know, like set people up. And they go, okay, okay now apologize. You're like, what? oh really? That's what always thinks it happened. Yeah, you always think so. We're always ready for like what the news are going, <laughs> what they're going to do. That's interesting. So tell or, us about the violence in your videos. Apologize. Yeah, I'd just like, say, uh, yeah, it's because I worship the devil. <laughs> so, so do they? Do they like? Do you think there's also trying to jump on the bandwagon or something? Like by them posting it on social media, that'll get more attention for yeah. themselves as well. Well, yeah, like, like they like sometimes like when you had a viral video, they wanted to upload that video to their news station, their website, yeah, and like have it uploaded there, so they get views and like revenue from that. 
So yeah, I guess yeah, that yeah. could be a part yeah. of it. But there is some like but we still genuine... don't care. They ask about it. They try to be all careful. They're like, "Yep, we're gonna upload it, but we don't have to if you don't want to. If you don't want to, if you like, like, like you can tell they're not supposed to be doing yeah, it." There's like a motive there. Yeah, yeah and that's... I'm like, just do, I, I really yeah, do just not do care. it. Just do it. Everyone reuploads our videos. There's some reuploads of our videos that you're like on like 20 million views and stuff. And people out, are making man. money off of it. Huge, it's so, yeah, like, there's some huge uh, re-uploads. Re-uploads. insane. Like, yeah, but wow, what else? I don't know how I don't know how these dudes do it, man. I just you know, yeah, even make, you know. know. Okay, so what what's the craziest experience? Could be good, bad, or weird. That in your whole time of doing this, what's that was yeah. A weird experience. I remember when we went to LA and we went to a party, <laughs> and so we were a friend. I can't say his name, but he's yeah. like some sort of like celebrity sort of person. Then he was like, we went to this party at like a random 21st. I'm like, whose 21st is this? They're like, oh, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger's son. It's wow. his 21st. Like, oh, cool. And then he was like talking about this person that'd been like talking to his girlfriend. He's like, if he comes here, we might have to fight him. Like, would you jump in if I had a fight? I'm like, oh. I'm <laughs> like, why? Who is he? He's like, oh, do you know um <laughs> I said, it's like it was one of the guys from One Direction. Wow! Oh <laughs> yeah. my goodness! And then I'm like, I'm not gonna fight him. <laughs> I'm not gonna jump into some random like that. Was just like a weird like you just realize yeah, you're yeah. in a completely different world. Absolutely. And do you think a lot of that stuff comes purely because of they know it'll get them attention in the media? If it's no, a not really. It was like it was just like it was like a normal fight that's here. But since but it's in between... LA. It's fin- it's between famous people. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it wasn't for attention for me. Okay, it's so it's just, yeah, just this guy annoys me. But what's you know? like, yeah, like what, what's wow. interesting, like... So they're people too? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, like you make like jokes about, here you can make jokes about stars or whatever, but over there, like if you make that joke, like people could likely be friends with like massive stars. Yeah, yeah. Because we're like, now we're hanging out with like people that are, that are up there and they're like so connected, like just hanging out with like Justin Bieber and all this stuff, like they're just... They're just there, just walking around. Yeah. So it's so weird, like you just see them walking around like normal people, or whatever. It's like, yeah. yeah. Like, is that like, what the hell? Like, we saw Justin Bieber at a party once. Like, is that Justin Bieber party? Uh, so did you show him your old videos? Of- <laughs> like, <laughs> Justin, come here, man. Let's hope you show. I even like we were going, we was getting shown by, we we're getting shown around by Sony, and they were walking past, and um, Brian Cranston's car was like parked, and he was just inside this office, like doing the guy from Breaking Bad. We were like, is that? They're like no. that's uh, Brian Krantz. Oh, yeah, Brian's he's, he's in his production office right now. We're like, what? Like he's like ten steps away, like in his thing. Yeah, There's yeah. Seth Rogen. There's Adam Sandler. It's so yeah. weird. <laughs> it's just weird. It's cool. And there was another like experience. We were at this party, and then there, there was like an after party. It was like this event, and we we're going to this like exclusive after party thing, and then we we're with like this singer person. And then the paparazzi came out and they were taking photos and stuff. And then they, they put us in the car. They're like, all right, go. And then the security tried to stop the paparazzi car. And then the, the guy in the car ran over the security guard. Oh, my goodness. And started tailing the car. And I was like, I'm, this is just bizarre. This wow. is the weirdest thing ever. Wow. It's so weird, like coming from Australia. Like you yeah, just don't, yeah. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Even like personalities that you see that you wouldn't think are real uh, in LA, like, hey, hey, how are you going? You all good? Yeah, let's go eat. Like, yeah, the, yeah, like people that you just you see in movies, like, I can't be real, but they are. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. massive Literally. cliches are just like based on. Yeah, you just see cliches walking everywhere. And it's just That's so amazing. Yeah, so it's cool. It, do you think eventually you'll base yourselves in somewhere like that, or you? Well, you our just... manager is like pushing for it. Yeah. But, like it's sort of like we, we travel every yeah three weeks. We're always back and forth between here and LA. So like it's like. Like, I'd rather live in Adelaide. Yeah, I, yeah. I like, and we could move out if we wanted to. And we could, like, even now get a house and 
live in Australia, but we still just, I like living out of my yeah, room and dad's house. Like, yeah. It's just cool. And just having your mates around. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. It's so important for us, eh? Like, yeah. And there's more to life than fame and fortune and stuff. Yeah. Like, and I find it like, I always just feel like, like traveling and stuff is cool. We're going all over the world, like doing this awesome stuff, which is lots of fun, but I always feel good when I get home. Yeah. I always Because it's just home. home. It's just like, it's yeah. just home. Like, That's so cool to hear. Yeah. And you're just so like, yeah, I just feel like just better. Like, yeah, like to living is just better here. Yeah. I wouldn't rather live anywhere else. E- yeah. Even like a different state. I'd prefer to just live yeah, in Adelaide. I'm, I'm same. So I've, my wife's from WA and I used to live in Queensland as well. And I've traveled around most of Australia where there's surf anyway. My dad used to live in Tasmania. And I just think, my goodness, Adelaide is just, yeah. everyone bags it. But I'm like, all right, so I've lived, I've traveled overseas, you know, like uh, it's a mentality. Everyone goes, oh, Adelaide's boring. I'm like, no, you're boring. <laughs> <laughs> Being blunt, because I live, I have a jet ski, I have a kayak, I, do you know I mean, I go surfing, I've, I have so much fun. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, I, I explore, I love finding new things. There's always something new. And I just think that whole, yeah, you know, bagging your hometown thing is just, you know, you, you know, you just go out and make it happen. You yeah. know? And we have now with globalization, we have the whole world. We can access information. We can connect with people all over the world at the drop of a hat. So I just think, man, you yeah. know. But even that, like, even like, because like, Adelaide is like a quieter city. Like, I like that like coming back to Adelaide yeah. like yeah. yeah it's just yeah it's cool I, I can be and more, you can do whatever we want here I can like, feel yeah I, f- I can get more done here like I, I can be more creative here Where in LA it's just like if you want to like film in a street you got to pay like all this money and yeah. permits and stuff like, and like because just, you're not American like there's so many parts where like I oh, can just get kicked out like at any moment and stuff but like yeah you just feel I don't know feel like just better in Australia now. yeah that's awesome <laughs> yeah that's yeah, so true so so can I ask a personal question? Yeah. Uh, he says with a cheesy grin. Uh, so what about like <laughs> relationships? Do either of you guys have a relationship going or no. is it just too hard with the workload? It's, I, we literally, like I can't, I can't, I don't think I could do a relationship and yeah. sit there and talk to someone when it's not related to work. I think I'm just like so addicted to this. Like, a, like even with friends, I sort of like, I can't even like really keep up with friendships and stuff. Like I just, like I don't, like if I get a text, I just won't respond to it unless yeah. it's like relevant to yeah. what I'm doing now. And I feel, it feels like, like I'm yeah being well, tossed. No, yeah, no, I know, no, but I, I just like what's interesting or what I'm focused on is like it's just this. Like, that's all I like. It's like what stimulating me right now and what I care about 100 percent more yeah. than. I, I don't think I could do a relationship. Obviously, yeah. So you're you're still doing catching up with mates and you know and oh, you're yeah, working still, with yeah. your mates doing yeah, that's things. It, that's so you're still up, yeah. you're still having that. Yeah. But um, as far as, yeah, that long... And dude, you guys are, you know, what, 23? Yeah, oh, yeah. my goodness, yeah. Just enjoy enjoy that time to be able to focus in. Like, cause I, like my family is the greatest thing I have. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. They're the ones that help me to want to succeed. But at the same time, I know how valuable the time is that you've got now. You know, yeah, like, yeah. flipping, don't even... Yeah. But not, even <laughs> like that, like, I've never, like, been, like, a full serious relationship. Like, you know, like, cool, like, hang out with girls and whatever, but, like, not, like, a full proper relationship i couldn't do it yeah. even like i see the people that do it and then when they break up and they're like oh wasted so much of my time on da 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 yeah i just like i just stay away from that yeah i see <laughs> the emotional thing and people how i hurt people get and stuff it's yeah, like yeah it's but then again scary. like i haven't had my i haven't fallen in love at first sight yet or anything so i think having worked with a lot of teenagers right and a lot of people used to come to me for advice and stuff you know and i used to just say like one of the things that's not often taught in education is uh relationships and 
the person that you are getting involved with will radically determine a lot of times where you're going in life. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Well, yeah. And I used to say like, you know, oh, you know, I haven't got, oh, I'm a bit lonely. And I just think, oh my goodness, that's like a good thing. Like when you're <laughs> young, oh my gosh, take, you know, because once you have, so, you know, I've got friends and once you get into your 30s, everyone starts getting married and you won't see them. You know, a lot of people when they get in a relationship, you don't see them anymore because it's all about the relationship. Yeah. Uh, and if that relationship is not conducive to where you're going in life, you know, you're missing out on so many things. So I've got such a supportive wife. You know, she's like, go and do your thing, you know, like, um, you know, even surfing. Like, I have that time to go surfing, even though I've got four kids, you know. So I'm doing doing full-time uni. I'm running a business, which is probably around 30 hours a week uh, and more in this time of year, wedding season. Uh, And then, you know, four kids. And then I need to make that time to go do my own thing. And if I did not have that person that could say, go for your surf, go do your creative thing. Oh, my goodness. I would suffocate. I don't know how people do it. And I think... To me, that's something that I guess young people aren't always taught, you know, yeah. um, and they... Well, and yeah. having that freedom is important as well in a relationship because there's, there's so many relationships I see that are just toxic, like they don't let them do this, do that unless they're with them or, you know, they, they have to be with them all the time and know where they are at all times. Where, But the ones that I see work are the ones that are just so... You know, there's, there's trust there to yeah. be able to you just go do what you want, whatever. If you can't, yeah. you know, talk or text and re- respond straight away, then it's fine. Like, yeah, that's yeah. you need to find that special someone that can completely trust you yeah. and let you do what, what you want to do, like not hold you back. I can sort of understand that, though, if people are like that. Like, it's like when you first get into a relationship and you don't trust them and stuff. I, yeah. I can see it. it. It takes a while to build up, man. Yeah. I was pretty blunt with my wife. I was like, if anyone wants to be with me, this is before we were married, of course. You know, they have to be willing to not have me around for periods of time. And so right from the onset, it was, yeah, like I'm going, I know where I'm going in life and and she's going somewhere as well. And the good thing is that we we kind of crossed over and we're kind of headed in the same direction. Unfortunately, she's not a photographer. It would be wonderful if I had her as a, you know. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we, we have things that we do together. So that way, you know, we always have that thing to talk about. And at the same time, I she can you know i'll be doing uni all day and then i'll come home dinner put the kids to bed then i'll be sitting there editing or emailing you know or you know so that's why i'm never offended if you send a text message and you know several hours later because i'm like no 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 but i completely get it because i'm so flipping busy myself and i have small pockets of time off uh so it's like when you called me and i looked i'm like i didn't even respond to the text and people think it's like a like I'm doing it on purpose or I'm no, no, no. Them, but yeah. No, like, I, like gosh, I think saying. that's honestly the younger generation that have been brought up with social media yeah. need that instant response. Those of us who we never used to have mobile phones, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You'd arrange to meet somewhere. Someone might be half an hour late. You wouldn't bat an eyelid. Oh, well, they're late. Yeah. You yeah. had that self-regulation and that's something I think, yeah, unfortunately the generation social, that yeah, were brought absolutely. up with social media and with phones texting haven't possibly learned and... Yeah. But how they learn that is, I don't know yet. So, <laughs> you know, because I guess we have had it because we didn't have phones. But um, yeah. yeah, so that's awesome. So what would you inspire young people to do? Do you know what I mean? If they're wanting to do a similar thing. Also, like if, yeah, like it's the, the best advice is just to make stuff. Like, yeah, I was saying like you just, just have to start. Just start and like, you, you will start off bad and it's like you will... But you learn of every single thing that you do. Like, just start. Who cares? Like, but yeah, there's yeah, like um, there's a lot of young people that won't do it because yeah, because they're afraid of people's opinions and and 
doing something and people not liking it and stuff but the the key to doing it is just starting to do it and yeah absolutely and i think like a lot of people like growing up there's like parents and stuff that tell them they can't do it you you can't do this you can't do that you need to do things like this and they're brought up to believe they have to live this certain way yeah. where you don't have to li- listen to that at all yeah and there's so some people that hate that when you succeed at that because you know they never did it they never got the chance to do it so they're sort of bitter about that and they don't want you to succeed in that's that. a fantastic that. observation i think some parents will do anything for their kids except let them be themselves yeah <laughs> but yeah that's I, it yeah. oh dude i had that i used to say i want to travel around australia you know that's still a plan like when i finish my degree i want to, I want to travel around australia and you just get everyone oh you can't do that you know yeah. you know i go surfing oh you've got a family now you can't be spending time <laughs> surfing and all this yeah. like lies yeah and friends who are like oh i've got a family now i haven't got time to to go surfing i'm like that's an excuse that's yeah, an absolute absolutely. excuse. You, you're conforming into an image that someone else has put upon you. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. And anyone who wants to do something successful has to learn to go, you know what? Thank you for your advice. And I know you mean well, and it's trying not to judge people that are doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but recognizing that I, I've got this, do you yeah. know what I mean? And I'm, and I'm going to go. So that's yeah. a very cool lesson. And that's why I know you guys are going to. I can't wait till you guys do well. It's not a matter of you already are doing well. Do you know what I mean? It's like giving someone a compliment about the future that they've already created themselves. So uh, radically looking forward to the feature film. Oh, my goodness. Can't wait to see what you come up with. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I just, yeah, thank you for joining me. And, um, yeah, if there's anything I can do for you guys in the future, let me know because I didn't get you anything that uh, you told me not to get you any nice little surprises. So uh, uh, feel free to ask me if you need my help in anything in the future. Yeah, we've got to uh, try and cash in on that photography thing. I remember yeah, we were talking no, about it. No, I already it, offered, yeah. man. Um, that's, yep, <laughs> anytime awesome. you want. If you want me to do behind the scenes, I can. Or if you want me to do like, I'd love to do at least one portrait of you guys possibly even for this. Um, but yeah, um, if you want me to do something a bit more specky, yeah, yeah take advantage of it. Yeah, man. Awesome, yeah. man. Do it. So, all right. Thanks, thanks for having for, us. Thanks for coming. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> so that was Michael and Danny Philippou. Uh, thanks for joining me again this week, guys. And please feel free to subscribe. You can do that on my website or on iTunes. And if this has inspired you in any way, maybe there's something that you were really wanting to do uh, and this has inspired you, to maybe go and do it, please let me know. I'd love to hear some feedback and to hear if, uh, yeah, these are the sort of things that you guys are wanting to listen to. All right, see you next time.